All right, it's uh, it's time for me to do a show. It is the uh, Robert Bell Show, Monday, July 31st edition. Can't believe we're almost out of July. And I'm home alone. It's just me and the cats. It's amazing that I showed up at all, but I'm here. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. Probably with the help of uh, Carolyn Blakeman, our guest in hour one, and uh, Chad Stewart, our guest in hour two. So uh, look, th- look forward to that as we simulcast next hour with uh, our friends at Brideon.tv. The Robert Bell Show is on the harvest of, um, what do you call these things? Apricots? I'm just, look at that. RSB apricots. I just, we dried these, freeze-dried these. These are going to be, I'm going to be doing some giveaways today at the AMA, the Zoom AMA. So if you're not a patron supporter of the Robert Bell Show, we'll talk about that. Plus, you can call in and 866-939-2355. Tell us why you listen to or watch the Robert Bell Show, and you'll be eligible if you're a domestic U.S. to win some apricots from my garden anyway that's it that's all i got super Don's taking the show from here no 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 i'll be right back <laughs> let's get this healing party started right about now the robert scott the bell robert show. scott bell show Voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. All right, this is this is one of those uh, Mondays where I hearken back to the Boomtown Rats. If you remember, I think it was Bob Geldof at the time. Uh, he wrote the song "Tell Me Why I Don't Like Mondays." Now, I don't normally not like Mondays. But I'm just looking at today just happens to be a Monday and uh, my normal studio computer would not boot up. And I'm I'm looking at this thing and I've, I've hooked up my headphones to uh, do the show today. And suddenly my headphone earphones were not putting out the audio, even though I told it to do that. And now it's coming out through the computer. So anyway, Super Don, are you sure we're going out to the world? Live? <laughs> uh, yes, we are. All right, now I can hear you. We are. Hello, right. hello. Yeah, that's good. That's good. What's uh, going on over there? I, I, I don't. I, you know what? My wife left me. Not really left. Me, are you going to blame it on your wife? No, I'm just saying it's it's. She and my daughter are go- out to the <laughs> East Coast, and they're visiting with her mom, as I mentioned, because she's not doing so well, and they want to hang out with her, of course, as long as uh, they can. You never know, and. Uh, I'm not panicking. I'm doing okay. I'm harvesting lots of apricots. I, I kind of held up uh, some of the freeze-dried apricots I have. Uh, if you see that, uh, I'll send you yeah, a bag too, Super. You don't even have to win a trivia question, to, and I'll send you some. But we're going to be doing some giveaways on the Zoom AMA f- for some uh, RSB show apricots, which I'm excited to give away. And uh, then are people uh, calling in to the toll-free number to let yeah, us know we've why? Yeah, had, we've had like eight or nine people that nice. have called in. Yeah. It's the it's the apricot trick, you know. I tell them they might win some uh, organic uh, quality apricots, then they're in. All right, there you go. I, I think it's cool, so we'll have to do that. But uh, again, today I'm a little discombobulated. Although I did win the challenge of the week, Super Don, this week I did last week uh, at the gym at 57, and they they decided to break it into three segments. There it is, the winning picture, uh, and it was a speed bag test. And how many times can you hit the little speed bag in three minutes? So it was one of those. And you got to be coordinated and you have to have your arms not too exhausted to be able to hold them up and do that for three minutes fast. And I got, I think my number was 522 hits in three minutes. 
Now, I won because Amanda, who I've talked about, she's amazing. She was she must be on vacation. She probably would have hit 600, but I did well. Pleased with that for the old guy. And thanks. Shout out to Cardio Miracle as always. Also the uh, the uh, special nutritional frontiers formulation. Uh, the uh, uh, what is it that we're taking? I'm taking. You used to know about the creatine. it. Creatine. The creatine. The super creatine that they have. That's been great. Right. And also the sovereign copper. Which, by the way, have you been watching? Have y'all been watching Remedy, the docu series from Ty and Charlene Bollinger? It's been great every night. And uh, I think yesterday or the day before, I, I was talking a little bit about the um, bioactive silver hydrosol. And I think tonight uh, episode, we'll be talking a little bit about the copper hydrosol technology, how critical it is as, as a remedy, copper. Uh, so that's coming up as well. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, any any other pictures we want to showcase before I have to actually dive into the, the opening story? Uh, well, uh, you were talking apricots. Oh yeah, there's some more apricots. That's uh, beautiful. We I actually called out an SOS for help. There's my buddy Scott and his daughter Sierra climbing the apricot tree, shaking it down. I was getting pelted with apricots, partly because they were falling on my head, partly because little Sierra was you know throwing them at me. Oh, <laughs> I, all right. Apricots in my head, but you could see the, that was only part of what we collected yesterday. Hundreds and hundreds of beautiful golden nectar, organic quality apricots. Look uh, at all this bumper crop this year. So uh, I've been trying to keep ahead with the, the freeze dryer and uh, packing these things up to do some giveaways, and uh, it's it's a good thing overall. I'm just trying to make sense of why my computer didn't turn on today and why we're on the backup. But here we are. All right. Yeah. The show must go on. Yes, thank you. Oh, look, we got a comment from Don. I can't pronounce your name, Donny. D o h n e. D o h n e. Donny. Yeah, I, oh, I don't. I don't know. But Super Don, please read this. Thanks, Doc, for the Podophyllum remedy. I used one M and it worked. There it oh, is. There you go. Uh, and, and so here's the case of Podophyllum. We talked about it for various intestinal discomforts, including diarrheal disease or or diarrheal manifestations, and. Uh, Someone might say, well, 1M is too high. Someone might say 10X is too low. But bottom line is, if you can get the right remedy, that's what's bottom line. <laughs> get the right remedy. Start there and then worry about potencies later. But if it worked for you, that's great news. So thanks. Give us some more detail or not. That's okay because when it's uh, diarrheal, we don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> too much information. TMI, exactly. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, all right. So let's see. What else we got? Opening story, remdesivir. Uh, this is a subject that just will not die, although the people on remdesivir die, unfortunately. Uh, and they die a very horrible uh, death because it impacts, you know, the kidneys very severely, very significantly. So apparently there's a story that has just come out about remdesivir and the FDA approving it uh, for utilization in, uh, you know, various different ways. And uh, one of the ways they've expanded uh, its uh, use, you will not believe it, um, maybe you will because you're not surprised by anything the FDA does at this point. Let me see if I can pull this up. Here it is. Uh, it approved. It got approved by the FDA. I call them the Fear and Death Administration for a very specific reason. They improved remdesivir for use in, you guessed it, kidney disease. But, yes, I know. The very thing... The very thing that the remdesivir does is destroy kidneys, and it's approved by the FDA for use in renal or kidney disease. And how many times do I have to say the FDA has no legitimacy? 
not only constitutionally is it, you know, teetering on the edge, but the very fact that they would approve a drug that destroys your kidneys for use in people with kidney disease. I don't know, Super D, are they actually saying it treats kidney disease or they're just saying it's okay for use in people with kidney disease? Because today, I don't know. It's just that kind of day. It's, uh, let's see, experts claim that it would stop COVID instead of, da, 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 da. so it's for people with, they're treating people with COVID mm-hmm. and kidney disease. So I, I, yeah, I don't know. I can't imagine that they're saying this is a treatment for kidney disease. I can't imagine what they're doing, as bad as the FDA is, that they're saying it's okay for people with COVID and kidney disease. And for anybody that lost a loved one due to remdesivir, what are you to say? What Super Don, I know we've talked about this like uh, broadcast media uh, various channels that we don't really like so much, like CNN, for instance, and we acknowledge that occasionally there's a story that's legitimate, that's not controversial. It goes, okay, that's fine. But I'm having a hard time figuring out where the FDA is doing anything that a state agency couldn't do and better. And a state agency would be more responsive to the people and would not approve something that kills your kidneys for use in people that already have ailing kidneys. So you're you're uh, suggesting that we should just get rid of the FDA and let the states take care of it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, at what, at what point do you say the third leading cause of death? They're responsible for approving that, which is the third leading cause of death. At what point do you say that's just not acceptable as opposed to we'll tweak around the edges or we'll increase their budget and then they'll get it right this time? You know, at what point? I, you think the FDA is too big to fail? Yeah. Well, that's for a lot of people. They believe that. Right. I mean, if Jonathan Emord gets in there, they won't be too big. Uh, he'll knock them down to size or get rid of them. But there's just, man, this, this should be a Babylon B story. Drug that kills your kidneys now approved for use in people with kidney disease. I mean, that alone is like, come on, really? That's just, you, now you're just, you're piling on the FDA. You just don't like them. You're biased against them. So uh, you're not being serious. But this story is actually acknowledging from the Brownstone Institute the absurdity of taking a drug. And they, they know that in this article, they actually say it was so bad that the nickname for remdesivir very quickly became Run Death is Near. Run Death is Near. I love yeah. that. And, and uh, I, I mean, well, just... You are not the only one that feels this way. Mm-hmm. All right. And apparently there's a, uh, there's a law firm that mm-hmm. is filing a class auction lawsuit against Gilead, who's the maker of remdesivir. Okay. And they've got over 1,000 plaintiffs at this point, and it's, and it's growing. Uh, people that are going try, trying to sue Gilead for, for uh, killing people. Mm-hmm. We'll see how far that goes because you know how the liability thing goes. Right. Um, Is remdesivir covered under that liability shield of COVID? Uh, It might be. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So if you can't believe the FDA would do this, uh, you're going to have to get over your disbelief. This is what the FDA does all of the time. They are the bringers of death. It isn't just remdesivir. It's the Fear and Death Administration. They are bringers of death on behalf of the death cult of modern medicine, pharmaceutical pseudoscience. And there's just not a lot of nice things to say. You know, mom says, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Well, if you don't call out what this is, then I, I don't want to be stained with the, you know, the, the, the loss of life that is occurring based on those who are not speaking out against not only remdesivir, but the FDA approval process 
uh, for such a toxic poison drug. That is, you know, this is not like um, hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. You know, I'm not a drug doctor, right? As a homeopath, I don't like to rely on drugs. I recognize there's a place for them. So don't call and say, Robert said, there's never a place for any drug. Look, I've never said that. But, so if I, you know, it, it, if we step back and look at all of the things that the drugs can do in, in a life-saving situation, we know that all drugs contain uh, toxic poisons or are toxic poisons that have effects. And the side effects are the effects that are not marketable at the moment. They're undesirable effects that are not marketable. Therefore, they're called side effects or relegated to side effect status. But the, the so-called side effects on the kidneys, but from remdesivir, is a direct effect on the kidneys that is not marketable. I mean, think about it. Take remdesivir and destroy your kidneys. That's our primary effect. No, I mean, that's, who's going to buy that? But if you say it's a side effect, people will go, oh, it's just a side effect. It won't happen to me. It's just like how many how many uh, how many drugs are out there that that are toxic to the liver? It's pretty much all of them. All of them, right? And even, <laughs> yes, and even hydroxychloroquine and and uh, ivermectin, which have a very low toxicological profile in terms of a higher safety profile than most every drug out there, they still are synthetic. And I'm not saying to never take them or that you can't get benefit from them. But hey, if I could take herbal mectin, an herbal uh, variety a version that does what ivermectin does or better, why would I take ivermectin? Unless you just don't know about it. And it's true. Many people don't. So, you know, these other things that I talk about in terms of copper, its ability to be an antiparasitic uh, and oxygenator, as well as all the other things that we've associated with COVID, uh, very often mimic identically a copper deficiency. If we could bring copper back into the system, maybe we don't even need those drugs. That would be what, what my argument is, even though I, I support your right and, and, and your uh, freedom to choose those things if, if you feel like they're, they're, they're right for you, so to speak. But remdesivir, tell me what other, let's say, what if dandelion, which you can buy as a tea, what if dandelion destroyed kidneys? Do you think that the FDA would allow it for one more second? They would go after every manufacturer of dandelion tea and put them out of business if they could. Now, obviously, dandelion does the opposite of remdesivir in that it supports and, and protects the kidneys along with the liver. So it's not an issue. But as we go through the stories today, you'll find another story we're going to hit that you'll just, again, it's a head shaker going, dude, really? And we're talking about another drug with that is approved and is being used off-label for a lot of things that does incredibly horrible things. And if it were an herb doing a fraction of that, it would be off the market. Here it's like lauded as the next, you know, billion, multi-billion dollar breakthrough drug. And they're all applauding it because it relates to something called vanity, <laughs> vanity drugs. Anyway, uh, Super D, anything else on that before we go beyond our disbelief into something that is very believable and needed? Kind of, kind of related, I think. You think so? I think so. All right. Well, we have a guest coming up right now. And if you'll check the show notes at robertscottbell.com, you'll see all of the guests scheduled for today. And uh, this one uh, right here in the notes, uh, uh, Carolyn Blakeman. Apparently, we met in the midst of all the chaos of me emceeing and speaking at uh, the Warner's event in Nashville last year. We've got that coming up uh, November 3rd, 4th, and 5th in the desert, but it won't be so hot at that time in Phoenix, Scottsdale, Arizona. And Carolyn Blakeman is the director and legal liaison of the former Feds Group Freedom Foundation. Also a political blogger, artist, and researcher, Carolyn helped start the COVID-19 Humanity Betrayal Memory Project, 
which is a large searchable database that houses thousands of hospital protocol and vaccine injury cases. And she's also coordinator for We the People 50 project, which um, you want to get those shots recalled. She's doing amazing work, and I'm grateful to have her on the show today. Carolyn, welcome to the Robert Scott Bell Show. Hi. Thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, I'm grateful that you're on. And, uh, you know, I just turned the show over to you, and we'll be fine today. The kind of chaos I'm feeling like I'm living in. But thank you for rolling with us. No problem. I hope you can't hear my dogs. They're barking, but <laughs> the phone must be at the door. They sound larger than Super Don's little dogs. <laughs> they're actually corgis. So oh, they are corgis. Oh, but they're barkers. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was listening to your to your uh, beginning remarks, and it's just absolutely shocking that they've approved remdesivir for people with kidney failure because the FDA's mandate, the EUA, that the doctors are supposed to give to the patients before they administer them. Well, the, the providers is 36 pages. The patients is only two. Mm -hmm. But it says clearly right on there, you should not take remdesivir if you have renal, any renal issues. I mean, the safety and efficacy of remdesivir has not been assessed and could cause possibly renal failure. I mean, what are they thinking? It's um, it's it's baffling. You know, in our project, we have over a thousand stories and I would say 90 percent of them got remdesivir and and died from renal failure. Carolyn, when we look at the the, the, the food and drug administration, it's a federal agency. It's part of the bureaucratic oligarchy, as Jonathan E. Moore talks about it. Uh, and, and if we look at what they approved being no, numerically, statistically, the third leading cause of death in America, arguably me, I say the second or first, because what they do and approve causes heart disease and cancer. Uh, and we, we look at that and go, all right, can we justify one more day of this FDA existing? And you could say, say well, uh, maybe in this case, they saved a life here or there. But how many lives do they have to save to counteract the third leading cause of death, which is resulting in hundreds of thousands of deaths every year due to the things they approved? You, you get the question? Yeah, but, you know, the FDA and the CDC are completely captured by Big Pharma. So, you know, it's I, I say I'm going to be shocked, but I'm, I'm just not shocked anymore. You know, the, the whole goal, in my opinion, even put my tinfoil hat on, was to depopulate. And they're doing it by the jab and they're doing it by the protocol. You know, these people in the hospital did not die from COVID. They died from the hospital protocol because the rest of it, you know, they say, COVID causes kidney failure, then why didn't the rest of us that had COVID at home have kidney failure? I mean, it's, it's just ludicrous. And people, they put such a fear, you know, campaign out that petrified people so badly that everyone's lost their ability to think critically, you know, and had they seen this fact sheet, which is mandatory for a provider to give to the patient, which they, I've never seen a case where they have in a thousand cases, they would read it and they would not agree to it. Nobody would, the things that are on this, on this remdesivir fact sheet. So yeah, I work closely with the attorneys that um, are filing against Gilead. In fact, we do all the intake for them and, you know, they are ready to file. We, we believe that they have found a way around the PREP Act because they're not going after what remdesivir does necessarily. It's the fact that they're falsely advertising it. So if they go in the false advertisement um, angle, they kind of get around the PREP Act immunity because they're advertising it does something it doesn't. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, um, it's just clear cut. That's, you know, kind of what we're doing with our We the People 50 project is they, the shots as well. 
they don't work, number one, but they're contaminated. So we can go through the product protection, uh, product, consumer product protection statutes and get them recalled based on contamination. So we do have a couple of cases, actually we have about 60 cases in California, but two of them have already made it past the PREP Act immunity hearing and in our in discovery, because again, he's not arguing that what it did to the person, but fraud that the doctor or the fiduciary did not disclose to the patient or the family member what they were giving them. And you have a right to know what's going in your body. So what we're, you know, so far so good. It's going to be a long fight. Um, you know, the legal process is slow and slow and frustrating, but so far, no, you know, no big roadblocks have popped up. Well, and you point out that the PREP Act and even the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program does not protect against liability due to fraud, Correct. Right? deception. And that's been the hardest thing because people haven't focused on that. Where has there been deception and fraud is in this so-called blanket immunity under you know PREP Act or National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program? So that's the thing. It can be sued, but again, mm -hmm. it takes time. It takes a lot of energy, effort, money, et cetera. And it's not the magic bullet. It's just one of those ways or one of the options you have. But the question is, can we get people into office for whatever it's worth that will dismantle an agency like FDA, not try to uh, tweak it around the edges, but has a fundamental philosophy under the Constitution to say this organization should not exist. That which the states can handle under the Constitution should be relegated to the states. And if there is a federal uh, uh, role to play in this realm, it should be re reanalyzed at this point because that which they have done by being a captured agency is brought their bringers of death, destruction, mayhem, anti-competitiveness, anti-innovation, and really anti-health and healing. Yeah, absolutely. We don't have a health care system. We have a sick care system. And, um, you know, our founder of our organization is a former federal prosecutor of 21 years. You know, when people hear our name, former feds group, they're like feds, you know, that gives people a little back away. But the key word is former because he got out of government because of the corruption. And now he's fighting against it. You know, he's got several J6 clients. He's filed remdesivir lawsuits, his mandates, lawsuits. Um, and he's told me, you know, every one of our agencies from the FDA, the CDC, the NIH, the uh, DOJ, the, the FBI, they're all captured. We really are in a in a crossroads with our country that these institutions need to be taken down and we need to start over and we need to build them with the correct people in there that are not bought and paid for by big pharma that actually care about this country like dr witcher john witcher has been a hero of this pandemic mm -hmm. and he's running for governor of mississippi so i encourage everybody in mississippi to vote for him for governor because we have to get these corrupted governors um out either side of the aisle and get these people in that actually want to rebuild america in the way it should be like the way our founders you know planned it mm -hmm. to be but it, it's the remdesivir is I mean, it's not a it's not a coincidence that a thousand of our stories, you know, ninety percent of them got remdesivir and they all got kidney failure when they went in there with no kidney issues at all. Mm -hmm. So it, it's yeah. it's um, you know we have remdesivir lawsuits and the, the attorneys in the um, in the complaint will put it increases your chance of kidney failure by two thousand percent. 
it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's unbelievable what they're doing. It's, it's an absolute travesty. You know, we've got the most deaths of any country in the world and we're supposed to be the most advanced. What do you think as far as, uh, the FDA abolition or or re uh, analysis and, and, and reemergence as a new agency. I mean, I, I just don't find a, a great purpose or any purpose at all other than a nefarious one to centralize that kind of power that would then again be captured by industry. That is easier when they have that kind of money to capture one industry to promote a monopoly on treatment of disease. And then to the point where it violates fundamental tenets of our Constitution, we weren't supposed to have a monarchy. Uh, you know, or some kind of uh, emperor that could just decree there shall be no liability. And, you know, this goes back to the Reagan administration and how Reagan reluctantly signed, but he still did uh, this uh, organ, this uh, the, the program that basically shielded manufacturers of vaccines from all liability. And that only created a, a beautiful market for them to put poison toxins and and deadly injections on the market that's not really a market and you know what was reagan's problem as most most of america's problem in the 20th century and the 21st they believed the lies of the medical pharmaceutical man that we can't survive without these shots and that's coming home to roost as more and more physicians even yes doctors and scientists are looking at the vaccine paradigm because of what they did in covid by overshooting their their you know goals so to speak and now causing many physicians and scientists to look at not only the covid injection but also all others prior to that and realize they were all lied to we were all lied to now some of us figured it out sooner than others but man i'm still trying to anybody who hasn't figured this out yet i'm still going to speak to them about it and hopefully uh, uh, help them see that light so they don't subject their kids, much less themselves, to fear mongering by these agencies that have serious economic and other conflicts of interest. Absolutely. You know, our project, We the People 50, um, is, is getting the shots recalled based on the science now that we have proven from four independent labs that the shots are contaminated with the plasmids, the DNA plasmids that are used to create them. Now, they were supposed to be pulled out and purified but they weren't. And so up, up to 20 to 35% of the shot is contamination. So you can be pro vaccine, but are you pro contaminated vaccine? So it's really not a partisan issue or a your vaxxer, anti-vaxxer issue. Nobody wants contaminants in their products. So we've, our scientists have told the FDA, they've told the CDC, hey, these shots are contaminated. The, the manufacturers did not follow good, pra uh, good practices. I forgot what they call it. The good system. manufacturing practices, CGMPs. There you go. Yeah. yeah, and um, they need to be recalled, like we recall baby food or or dog food that is contaminated. Mm -hmm. They didn't listen. Exactly. So what we've done is have to go to the people because we have to educate the people. We have to raise awareness. And I know it's a hard psychological barrier to cross to think, okay, I'm being lied to by my doctor, by my hospital, by my politicians, by my government, by the, but you are by the media. You are being lied to and you're just going to have to accept that that reality and, you know, say, OK, I made a mistake. And people that are didn't get the vax and they warned people like I want, I begged my parents not to do it. You know, now and my sister now they're all vax injured, but I would I'm never that person that says I told you so. I told you so. You have to show these people grace. They thought they were doing the right thing. They thought they were saving grandma. They thought they were protecting their community because they were completely manipulated into running out to get this um 
I'm sorry, my dogs are barking. So yeah, loud. they're going bonkers today. They got a mailman to, to eat. What's happening? Probably like Amazon or something out there, truck. Um, I'm trying to talk loud. I so would sick them on the FDA right now. I know, right? Some lives. Uh, right. Do you think? Do you think there'll be a time? I mean, this is a projection, an opinion, but there'll be a time where. Uh, a majority of the people in America finally realize how dangerous this organization is and these federal centralized bureaucracies are to freedom and life itself? I think people are becoming aware. I mean, there's just so much news out there on what these shots have done and um, that the plan, you know, what this pandemic was all about, that people are waking up, people that I thought would never listen are listening, saying I'm not going to get these you know, shots anymore. Um, and the more that we all speak out, you know, there's lots of organizations like mine. We all need to band together and, you know, have each other on our on our shows, get the word out because you know, there's just too many. And there's credible, credible doctors and scientists that are coming forward. We need more doctors and nurses to come forward. You know, we've interviewed several whistleblowers that have, you know, tell, tell us just appalling things that happened on, in a hospital on American soil. I mean, I'm talking torture. Um the isolation, the PREP Act itself is unconstitutional. And these these Congress, they can't just, unless they pass a law, they can't just wave away our rights by, you know what I mean? And they have. So, you know, in a couple of cases, most cases were going against fraud. They have a longer statute. It's what it is. And it's, it's easier to prove than MedMal. It's going to be, you know, your word against the doctors mm -hmm. and, um, you know, a much shorter statute. But the... You know, these attorneys that are stepping up are getting really creative. Um, one of them added into the complaint, practicing medicine without a license, mm -hmm. because the doctors are saying, well, sorry, our hands are tied. We have to use this protocol. The administration told us we did. Well, the administration aren't doctors. You know, the FDA is not doctors. And so they're now they're now the doctors and the hospitals are throwing each other under the bus is which what we want, because mm -hmm. one of y'all is guilty, if not both. Um, so, you know, we're, we're getting we're getting um, pretty creative with how we're approaching these cases. And so far, the, the judges, you know, in the, the motion to dismiss hearings are saying, yeah, the prep act doesn't apply here. Wow. Nice. Carolyn yeah. Blakeman, my guest this hour on the Robert Scott Bell Show, formerfedsgroup.org. It's linked up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com today, 31st of July, 2023, and chbmp.org as well and those are things you can we're, we're discussing them here of course with you and carolyn you're a well you're tenacious i i can tell you know you're like uh, uh you're like i'm not letting them get away with this uh, I, and uh, i've been sitting here doing this since the beginning of 2020 mm -hmm. and i didn't sit in this desk for two, two and a half years to lose i'm telling you they you know i i lost a daughter in 1995 i know the grief i know the the absolute just destruction of your life and what what this kind of severe grief it's different than losing somebody because they're old age and you know we're, we're accustomed it hurts but we're accustomed to to process that but when someone's taken from you at the wrong time by the wrong people in the wrong way it's a whole different level of grief and i knew in the beginning i i know how these people feel i need to get in this fight and help and help them you know the widows and and the mothers who lost children and the ch children who lost parents. And we have, we created the uh, COVID-19 Humanity Betrayal Memory Project, that's CHBMP, mm -hmm. where we, and we weren't really sure what we were doing in the beginning. We just knew we need to get these stories documented on the record 
to preserve the historical history. So we know what happened to these people when this is all said and done and they can be properly honored and um, investigators can go to that database and uh, attorneys can go to that database. You know, writers can go and search all these thousands of stories. And I, and I send the case files when I find a, a brave attorney to take on these cases, I send the case files to them. It's all packaged mm -hmm. up neatly with a video testimony and the, and the uh, details of the case and a written account of what happened. And I'm telling you what, these people are grieving, but they're fighting just as hard. You know, they're, they're not going to let their loved one die in vain. And um, I'm really, really proud of our victims. And, you know, we offer support groups six nights a week because we need to keep these people strong. I mean, they're, they're these are the worst days of their life and they're angry. You know, the anger itself is, is, is so toxic and, and so understandable, but I, they just, we're teaching them to channel that into awareness. Mm -hmm. we, you know, that's what we need to do. And, and most of them died from remdesivir poisoning. I mean, it's just unbelievable that they just, but you know, it's how shocking it'd be. They approve the, the shot too. So, and it's just a death dart. Mm -hmm. You know, we've got 4,400 in our vaccine injured uh, support group, 20 wow. of which have killed themselves in the last three months. Because their lives are debilitated. So it's so important for people out there to share this information, share the websites, any organization that is fighting this, we will stand beside them and, you know, get this out to the people. Because like our founder said, they may have the money and the power, but we have the people and we can rise up and turn this around. We have to. I mean, this is yeah. our battle right now. This is our war right now. What would be a litmus test for someone in, you know, to go into office? I would say a fealty to the Constitution without fail. Uh, what would that look like? Well, look back for those of you who are old enough to remember Ronald Reagan. And uh, there are some certainly good things that he did and we appreciated. But the worst thing he ever did, I could say, is signing that National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program law into existence that was passed by Congress where the manufacturers of these dangerous death darts, as you called them, uh, were being sued out of existence because their, their, their products were so dang toxic, so dangerous and deadly. And rather than say, hey, why don't you retool those things and make them safe and effective? Uh, Reagan was convinced by Rumsfeld and others to sign this uh, no liability shield or no liability law. And that provided a, an immediate tool for corruption and murder and make it officially sanctioned. And, uh, you know, every bit of payout that's happened, well over $4 billion for those who have been proven to be injured uh, by the vaccine through a kangaroo court, unconstitutional as it is, uh, not a penny has come from the manufacturers of those injections. It's all come from a tax on every antigen that is added to every shot. And that tax comes out of what? The U.S. taxpayer, which is a, a sucker at this point, if you are continuing to file and pay these things, you are contributing to this disaster. And uh, that, at the risk of offending some of my audience even, I have to say it this way now, because they exist and subsist because of our ignorance and our fear, which is how they got COVID to happen and how we played along and allowed many of our family members and friends and others to be injured. Now, to say that, I don't mean it's up to us to allow or disallow, because otherwise you have to you know, force adults to do what you want to do or stop them from doing what you don't think they should do. And uh, I'm not into you know, that kind of level of violation of their freedom. But the deception has gone so deep for so long 
that they are actually believing that the lies, if you will. And that's coming from what? Strong centralized bureaucracies like FDA, like CDC, like Department of Health and Human Services, etc. All of these agencies, whether you perceive that they're constitutional or not, have been in on a full-on deception that has resulted in damage and death. And, and and so if you, you know, even if you don't know the Constitution, that alone, you go, well, that's just wrong. Yep. But who who would stand fast against this based on the Constitution? There are not many Ron Pauls around who say, no, I'm not voting for that because it's not authorized by the Constitution. And then people would accuse him of being whatever they wanted to call him, because whatever compassionate thing was put into a bill, you know, going back, I think there was a story about Davy Crockett, you know, saying, hey, you know what? Put your own money into this thing if you want to do something extra. This is not a burden you should put on anybody else. Uh, but there's a, a lot of, uh, let's say, principal deficiency disease, constitutional deficiency diseases that precede the actual diseases and or the treatment that is deadly in this case, whether it be the vaccines that are not vaccines or the remdesivir or uh, other medications uh, that are you know, up for approval or are already approved by the Fear and Death Administration. And the studies are paid for by Big Pharma. There's a huge conflict of interest. I mean, people, we have to learn, figure out a way to deprogram people because we've grown up thinking we are supposed to trust our doctors and doctors are supposed to trust the healthcare agencies and they have our best interests at heart. They don't. I mean, they're, this mRNA technology, they're putting in our food now without having to disclose that. It's already been in the pork um, and it's just... <laughs> You don't need any kind of genetic therapy. You know, when we were growing up, I'm 52. I'm not sure how old you are. We had like seven vaccine vaccines on our schedule. Mm-hmm. Now there's like 72. Why an infant days old needs a hepatitis vaccine yeah. is is baffling to me. Yeah. Um, you know, parents have to stand up and, and say no they have more. To grow up. I, yeah, I mean, they have this to is grow the, up. This is the thing. Uh, this gets again very offensive to some, but. Good Lord, we're a bunch of little babies in America, little infants that haven't yep. grown up, that yep. trust blindly authority and authoritarians and against our best interest and gets against our children's best interest. And, you know, because, well, they said I had to mm-hmm. really this is this is what you've learned about being an American from right. its history or were you even taught its history? Right. And, and so we've got to grow up and behave as adults and stop asking for permission where none is required and begin to live as our founder said, you shall live and and don't accept anything less than that. Now, that is that me being a hard ass on the Constitution? Perhaps. But look what happens when you're not. And and again, if Reagan was the principled man that uh, uh, in many ways he, he, he was in a lot of things. But in this case, he went against his principles, went against his concern, his reluctance to do it. And he said, I regret doing this, but he did it anyway. Set the stage for hundreds of thousands to millions of, of, of uh, children suffering or dying due to a schedule that has not been proven safe or effective, not been tested against inert placebo, much less tested you know, with other uh, things on the schedule. And then you add into that the COVID mix. Uh, and then you add into that what the, the remdesivir, the FDA says it's, it's okay, even though it destroys and kills kidneys to give to people with already you know, vulnerable kidney function uh, and kidney disease. So uh, we have a system now that uh, if we don't wake up shortly soon, uh, there'll be much more death and mayhem and destruction as the next wave inevitably comes about when they say, hey, here's the next pandemic, scandemic, plandemic, or they shut us down because fear of CO2 causing changes in the climate. However, they can do it to limit your freedom 
which means they will limit your your very life as well. And they have become very adept at reducing the lifespan of each American who subjects themselves to the authoritarian uh, edicts or dictates uh, from those that have a degree and a license. Those are called medical doctors. And the medical doctors got to stand up and speak out against their own brethren or else they're, they're going to be condemned after this lifetime to have to pay for those, not mistakes, but choices they made to remain silent. Yeah, I think a big problem is parents these days aren't teaching their children what it means to be an American. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're and then they're getting indoctrinated in schools to hate America and, you know, be want big government or, you know, they are told what to do when that's not. I, w- I was born and raised very patriotic. My grandfather was a World War Two fighter pilot in Pearl Harbor. My grandmother, everybody, in the, every man in the military um, and my family was in the military. So I I was I knew patriotism was what, what it was about and and that it was good when I was very young. And now everyone hates America. And I'm, I was like, go somewhere else and check it out. But, you know, I'm disappointed in this country right now, but I'm also disappointed in the people not standing up and the politicians, you know, they they are trying to straddle the fence, you know, not to make ways between either side. But they need to pick a side and we need to force them with our votes to pick a side. They no more straddling the fence. The stakes are too high right now. Remember, it's the primaries that they select who you get to vote for later. Yeah. So uh, get active if you if you believe in that. In the case of Jonathan Emord running for the U.S. Senate in Virginia to defeat Tim Kaine, uh, track mm-hmm. record that is uh, un- unmatchable right now in this lifetime uh, and a modern day founding father kind of guy. I would yeah. urge you to look into his uh, campaign and support him because having him in the Senate, the U.S. Senate, will uh, elevate the constitutional IQ by, uh, I don't know if it's possible to be a thousand, but <laughs> uh, basically uh, that's a big part of this, although all the things we're talking about come back to personal responsibility and just saying no uh, to things that are uh, shoved down your throat or into your arms and protecting your children and, and not um, acquiescing due to the difficult circumstances that they put you in to say you will either uh, get the jab or work and that's your freedom of choice, which is not freedom of choice, which is not informed consent. Uh, and if we've accepted this and if we continue to accept it, then uh, we get the government we got and we deserve it. Uh, and I don't like saying that, but uh, we got to say it at this point, unless we grow up, become mature adult Americans uh, founded in liberty or freedom uh, and, and exercise our freedoms accordingly. Uh, we will, uh, again, diminish our capacity to live a long, healthy life in pursuit of happiness, if you will, uh, which you're not guaranteed that happiness, but the pursuit of it in a government that protects rights rather than runs rough shot over them because of the edicts from guess what the pharmaceutical medical industrial complex yep it's it's time for people to stand up instead of watching tiktok videos they need to research the politicians and the officials that are running in their state and and in a federal government and really think very hard about who they are going to vote for Mm -hmm. based on what they stand for i tell my mom all the time you know she's older and my dad when you go to the doctor you at the first question out of your mouth needs to be, do you support the COVID jab? And if they say yes, say thank you very much and walk out the door. Right. We have to force these doctors to uh, do the research, stand up, get on board, or they're going to lose all their patients. That's and actually you, a secondary question. Your first question should be, Doc, how often do you have a bowel movement? And if it's, <laughs> and if it's less than you or me, then uh, you're not qualified because you're full of you know what. 
love it. That's my new question now. That's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But Carolyn, we have to, we have are to you gonna, make conversations with everybody. Yeah. Are you going to be at any upcoming events we should let people know about? Um, I'll be at Reawaken America in Vegas in August. I'll be okay. at Declare Truth is is an amazing organization with attorneys, very godly attorneys that have stepped up and taken cases all over the country to help these widows and um, victims. They've got cases filed in California, Texas, Michigan, Arizona. Um, they're just overwhelmed. They'd love to take them all, but they need help, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll be in November uh, at the, I'm on the board for the F7 film festival. To, and then um, the, was it the health and freedom or the wellness I'm so so many events I can't keep all straight. I think it's the, the, the Doctor Stu and Terry Warner's event. Yes, we have it in the upcoming events tab at robertscottbell.com. Yeah. And yeah. we'll oh, see November third, fourth, and fifth, uh, Phoenix, Scottsdale, Arizona. Look forward to seeing you there, Carolyn. And thank you. God bless you for all the work you're doing. Oh. And I'm sure that this time when we're together at the same event, we're going to have a sit down and, and catch up and do some more. Absolutely. I'm so happy to be on your show, and I hope people hear what we're saying and get on board and join this fight. Yeah. If not, you, you, you can whoop them upside the head. No, I'm not, I'm not promoting violence, but you know what I'm saying? Perver- uh, the, the, you know, theoretically, or I don't know. Anyway, I appreciate, you know, the wake up calls that you're throwing out there as well, Carolyn, you're doing great work. Everybody check out the links in the show notes, former fedsgroup.org, and more. And uh, Carolyn, we'll look forward to seeing you soon. And if you're going to uh, the Clay Clark event in Vegas, stay cool. Cause it's a cooker. Yep. Well, I'm in 115 degrees here in Texas, so. Oh, you are right that now. That might be okay. almost refreshing over there. <laughs> Good Lord. All right, Carolyn, keep it up. I know you will. Thank you so much, Scott. All Bye. right. Thanks for being here. Appreciate you. Uh, also, welcome everybody that's watching the Remedy uh, docuseries from Ty and Charlene Bollinger. It's been sensational every night. More remedies are being revealed in addition to, you know, acknowledging the the, the things that have gone wrong or awry. Uh, I've been uh, featured in each one of them a little bit here and there. Uh, hopefully bringing some good information to you. It looks like tonight's episode will include my discussions on copper, the bioactive copper hydrosol. That's a sovereign copper you can get. Uh, we have links to that. Uh, you can get it discounted as well at uh, choosetobehealthy.com, where we get most of our 100% whole food uh, nutritional supplements. And that's choosetobehealthy.com. Use the code RSB5. Also, to counteract the significant inflammatory uh, cascade associated with toxic poisons, uh, free radicals are called. Uh, how about going to a Chernobyl level antioxidant? My friend Bobri Oren, who has Folium PX, the Folium products. If you go to foliumpx.com, you'll see the Folium original and then the Immuno and the Relax. Those are the three primary to, to get started. And if you want to punch through that ceiling in your healing, if you've gotten stuck at a certain level, this will help you get to the other side of that in a powerful, life sustaining way. Mom was out dancing again at 89. Uh, just a few days ago, we played the video, I think, on Friday's show. It's always fun to show showcase, and uh, there are so many good things that you can do. The folks at Trinity School of Natural Health have the Trinity Health Freedom Expo. That's upcoming uh, middle of October. Uh, please uh, plan on being there for that one. There are so many other events. The first one coming up is the Red Pill Expo, where I'll be speaking and emceeing and We'll have some Folium PX as well. Uh, I'll have some copper and silver shots to pour. We'll have Cardio Miracle. My gosh, and I still haven't found out when the uh, nitric oxide discussion with uh, Pastor uh, Jim Baker is going to happen. We flew there last week uh, to to, uh, talk about that subject. That'll help a lot of people. 
And so if you haven't checked out cardiomiracle.com, we have links up with special discount codes. Use the code RSB or just click on any of the banners we have at robertscottbell.com. We'll get you there. Uh, we also have Nutritional Frontiers. And we mentioned the, uh, uh, the creatine, the special super creatine. That's a comprehensive formula that made it safe for me to take. And it's uh, definitely helped me put on muscle in the midst of all of my working out because I don't typically weight lift, but I have definitely been able to put on some muscle. And also one more plug, if you haven't joined us, become patron supporters of the Robert Scott Bell Show, we might need a little extra help. My main computer didn't turn on today. I don't know what's going on over there, uh, but you can join us uh, by becoming a patron supporter. And today, uh, at least one of the things, maybe two or three of the things I'm giving away include some freeze-dried apricots from my backyard garden with this huge, beautiful apricot tree. We've shown you the pictures on that. And, and if you're not going to become a patron, just share the show. That's all I ask. Share the show. Don't assume people know it because you know it. As well as uh, uh, you can just call in and tell us why you listen to or watch the show. And that will make you eligible if you're domestic U.S. because I can't send produce across overseas. Uh, but you can uh, basically... Let us know by calling 866-939-2355, 866-939-BELL. Now, I think we have a question of the day that's come in, Super Don. Am I correct in saying that, that we can squeeze that in before the top of the hour? Maybe? Possibly? Yeah, look at it. There it is. This there is it is. Thank you, Super D. Mm -hmm. Heidi. Uh, and this is, uh, since Dr. Batar isn't here to help my friend. Okay, you're writing on behalf of your friend, Heidi. I'm thinking maybe you can help him. We just had our 45th class reunion. And this is what we learned. Gary was diagnosed with a rare and advanced form of liver cancer. Worse, it's inoperable. Surgery, transplants, unable, unavailable. Chemo regimen has begun, not as a cure to the cancer, but to potentially lessen collateral health issues. You know, it's interesting when they say that. It's like you want to lessen collateral <laughs> health issues. You know, you're putting a toxic poison into a body that's already destroyed utterly. The liver doesn't work. And you're, you think by adding to that toxic burden, you're going to... Uh, less than collateral health. I just, I don't understand that thinking. Uh, Gary and Kay are warriors, uh, Heidi says, maintaining ridiculously good attitudes. Uh, they quickly shared the diagnosis with their families. They didn't want others feeling sorry for them, so they were hesitant sharing the news widely. Are you able to give advice of what you would do? I can't give advice here. That's not what I'm doing, but I'll give you information. Um, uh, yes, I, here's what I would say, Heidi. Um, if you can or they can, it may be difficult for his condition, uh, join us at the Cancer Control Society's 48th Annual Convention, and that's in Glendale, California, L.A. Basin, uh, Memorial, no, I'm sorry, Labor Day weekend. You'll be able to have direct interface with doctors like uh, Dr. Uh, Tony Jimenez, who's following up on the work of Dr. Nicholas Gonzalez. <clears throat> the Gonzalez Warriors are all the things that uh, um, his wife is carrying on that legacy and uh, man, I just get, I, I can't help but getting emotional. There you go. The 48th annual uh, cancer convention, go ahead and put that full screen if you don't mind. And at that event, you'll be able to, again, rub elbows and talk to these doctors, find the availability uh, for docs that are largely going into Mexico uh, because in the U S you can't do the things that they allow in Mexico for cancer um, recovery. But suffice it to say, uh, going on uh, high-dose selenium of 100% whole food variety would be critical. Enhancing blood flow to all systems of the body, including the liver. That might be the cardiomiracle nitric oxide connection, of course. Um, the folium PX, as well as, a, you know, again, a Chernobyl-level antioxidant dealing with countering the effects of horrible, uh, including ionizing radiation, much less other toxic chemicals, heavy metals, et cetera, associated with a lot of 
uh, liver toxicity and even liver cancer. So it's a detox protocol process, coffee enemas, if they can be tolerated. This is not advice. This is just information. And if you're not already watching Remedy or any of the previous docuseries from Ty and Charlene Bollinger on the truth about cancer and other things, um, you have options. But most of them, unfortunately, are not within the 48 or 50, con- I can say contiguous, but U.S. state, because the Fear and Death Administration and the state agencies have established a medical monopoly, a pharmaceutical monopoly on the treatment of disease, and that includes cancer. So you believe you're a freedom-loving American, yet your country, your government, if it is yours, says you are not to be free enough to choose alternatives to chemotherapy, radiation, and surgery when it comes to cancer treatment, which you know should uh, outrage and disgust every American. This is why I've been doing this show for now. This is my 24th year. It's 1999 when I opened up a microphone of a show that called, was called Jumpstart Your Health. And 24 years later, we're still going strong despite a lot of ignorance and and uh, medical arrogance existing out there, although some of it may be shifting, because how much can you suffer before you go, all right, enough, enough, I'm done. This is just ridiculous. I'm no, I'm no longer going to uh, turn my body over to become a medical experiment for the pharmaceutical church based on the, you know, the death induction machinery that is more cult-like than religion-like, if you can dis- differentiate that. And a lot of it comes out of the experimentation on Jews, gypsies, gays, disabled people in Nazi Germany. Who were the deliverers of that destruction and torture? Doctors, medical doctors. This is why uh, I don't like being called doctor, even though the true origin of the word doctor is teacher, healer. But the way it's been altered and corrupted, it means basically I'm a poisoner. You know, if you're a doctor, you poison people back to health as if you can do that, whether it be via drugs approved by the Fear and Death Administration or by injections approved or under emergency use authorization based on what evidence-based medicine the evidence is that they're the third second or first leading cause of death so i appreciate so much everybody being here and sharing the show and those of you who are watching the remedy docuseries please support us uh you know pick that up if you haven't linked through our uh we have a banner for that docuseries that helps us as well any little bit helps and i appreciate that all right super d how are we looking uh, heading into the, our brighton.tv hour uh, simulcast. I'm just uh, trying to hold it together myself as crazy as you're doing good. You're doing good. Okay. Right. Yeah. Good job. Mm-hmm. Good job. Well, we had a great first hour guest, and I anticipate the second hour will yeah. be awesome. I, I knew that was going to be a good interview. Um, yeah. Just just on a side note, you see uh, Paul Rubin died. Yes, uh, Pee Wee Herman. That's right. Yes. I got a message from one of my friends going back to elementary school. That's how far back it went. That's right. Um, but. Uh, so somebody else recently passed so away, I think, was mentioned. Um, uh, well, I mentioned to you, you know, back oh, in our in Julian, our, yes. our TRN days. Right. Uh, Julian a- Hudson was a, uh, yeah, you know, he, what I think he, technically he was like in this, he was like a sales executive marketing guy. But his story goes all the way back to when TRN, if you guys remember Art Bell. Yes. Uh, he started off, uh, he, was, he was, you know, he started off small. And Julian played a part in building Art Bell's uh, network of of stations. Wow! Um, that's back when TRN. There was just a little little radio station called KOPE in Central Point, Oregon, and uh, it then it ended up becoming one of the largest independent syndicators of radio. Yeah. And he he really he put his heart and soul into it. Um, then he ended up leaving. I can't remember when it was that he ended up. Uh, he, he resigned. 
mm-hmm. uh, things were not good at TRN, and yeah. uh, went to England, and uh, apparently he got Parkinson's and dementia. Um, the last oh, couple of years gosh. were pretty rough for him. Yeah, sorry to hear that. Well, a good guy, though. Good guy. Family, he taught me a, a whole lot about the radio yeah. business. No, he was a great guy. I remember him. Yep. Very kind. Funny guy. Uh, Julian for TRN. And, yeah, that's funny because I still get questions. I know we all got less than 30 seconds before we'll start our second hour. Um, but uh, I just think about that journey through syndicated radio and, and what we, <laughs> you know, what we did together. Dude, a lot um, of good memories. Of, yeah. A lot of crazy stuff, too, but... Yeah, it's been amazing. Well, thank you for being on board, whether you've been with us for years or you just got here. The water's warm. It's filled with hydrogen, thanks to Echo Technologies and Paul Baratero. So check out echowater.com, and we'll uh, start Hour 2 right about now. All right, welcome, everybody, back to the Robert Scott Bell Show. Hour 2, our Monday, uh, July the 31st edition, 2023. Uh, I'm on my backup computer today. I don't know what's going on technologically, but I'm grateful to have a backup plan and be here with you uh, for this hour. Uh, we have a special guest, Chad Stewart, joining us from the Britfield Institute. We're going to learn a, l- a lot about that. Uh, we have some updates on an FDA-approved drug that's causing what? Stomach paralysis? I want you to think about this. If there were a dietary supplement ingredient that caused stomach paralysis, would it be allowed on the market even with a black box warning label? Yet this drug we'll mention has been foisted as the greatest e- economic boon or boost outside of COVID jabs. Uh, to the pharmaceutical church and its minions. So that's coming up. Also, don't eat the borax. <laughs> Not the Lorax, the borax. What's that all about? We got that coming up as well here on the Robert Scott Bell Show, where I simply remind you that the power to heal is yours. Okay, the second hour of the Robert Scott Bell Show begins now. I, I had to uh, shift my glasses. I'm, I'm up here, and there's a lot, a lot of bright light coming in, and I'm uh, not normally here. I'm usually in my studio, but uh, I got my uh, blue blockers on right now, and these are a different shift look for me. I know I'm not used to them still even today, but here, that's where we're rolling this hour, if you don't mind, Super. I didn't know we were going to have John Lennon on the show today. Yeah, the Lennon glasses. We're going to just nice. roll with that. How about that? Dude, um, you're too cool. Too cool yeah. for radio. Yeah. Hey, there was a, uh, another Steve Kirsch, uh, what do you call it? Uh, he does a survey. He does these interesting surveys. Yeah. And, and he did one. I actually participated in it because he asked if you have kids between 10 and 25 years of age, uh, whether they've got the COVID jab or not. He had some questions. And of course, mine have not. And it was about uh, serious cardiac events, my cardiomyopathy, cardi- myocarditis, pericarditis. And, uh, you know, of course, uh, I anticipate that the kids that weren't shot up with the COVID jabs are going to have little or no myocarditis. And uh, there's a link, and maybe we can get them back on. If not, uh, we can talk about it this week. Um, there's no question that those 10 to 25 years of age that got the, the uh, COVID jabs have an increased risk of heart cardiac inflammation. That is not normal. I mean, you think about um, the myocarditis, pericarditis really primarily came on after the COVID jabs came onto the market, artificially, of course. And uh, again, another devastating uh, delivery thanks to the... Uh, the Fear and Death Administration and their uh, being granted supra uh, constitutional powers to authorize things with no liability uh, for those that make them. Now, what a disaster. Another disaster on top of another disaster. And they're still trying to bash uh, Bobby Kennedy 
for being an anti-vaxxer. I, I just don't think it's going to work like it was, Super D. I mean, every time they keep coming, oh, well, he, he says he's not, but he really is. It's like, is anybody- and that's that's like that's like a, a little sliver sliver of yeah. what it is that he's talking about. I mean, he's sitting there, he's focusing on things like you know the 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 border. I mean, he took a trip down to the border. I mean, he yeah. was down there looking at the situation. Here's how we can fix that. Here's how we can deal with you know uh, you know crony capitalism and and the budget, you yeah. know, and the economy and the environment and and you know I mean he's just covering all yeah. these things and that's the one thing they focus on. The media says nothing about anything well, they, else he talks about. They think it's still a bullet, quote unquote. And I don't mean to say it in those terms because of silver the history, bullet. That's but, what they're yeah. looking for, right? But they're looking for a way to take him out without having to take him out. I, I pray that he does not suffer the same fate as his uncle and his father, of course. And they denied him Secret Service protection as, as well as a presidential candidate based on his family's history. I think you, you'd make a dispensation for that. Uh, but uh, look, he. he, he We've got these shots coming out. And if you're not at least against the COVID jabs at this point, you're intellectually dead. You, you have not a brain cell or you've compromised and sold your brain cells to the highest bidder because there's no way you can defend these COVID shots. Now, again, if whether you expand to previous incarnations of vaccines and, and, and realize how dev- devastatingly dastardly and stupid they are when it comes to the immune system. Yesterday's episode, I think it was episode five of Remedy went into that we pointed out i did and a number of other of the guest speakers and experts on the on that uh, docuseries pointed out the absurdity of injecting toxic poisons of various varieties to institute or instigate antibody uh, responses as, as being a, a sound uh, way to protect you from disease it isn't it's a stupid thing to do even though the concept might be sound on one level but to do it the way they do it is absolutely devastatingly stupid and um Again, offense intended. If you're offended by what I've just said, then and look in the mirror and start thinking clearly about what this inje- these injections are. And yet they're going after Bobby Kennedy based on that, thinking like, oh, yeah, that's going to get him now. I, I don't think it's going to work. I think most people now have at least questions about the COVID jabs, unless, again, they're completely intellectually brain dead uh, and, and not functioning or sold out to the highest bidder or so deranged hating Trump or Republicans that they can't or won't think straight about anything. Um, so let's go to, uh, again, I mentioned upcoming events. There's a tab at robertscottbell.com for upcoming events. Check that out. There's a lot coming up, including the Red Pill Expo, Des Moines, Iowa, uh, 12th and 13th of August, so a couple of weeks away or less now. Uh, G. Edward Griffin appeared on the show. We'll try and get him on one more time if we can squeeze him in before now and then. And if you can't attend it, there is a streaming online option as well. And that's linked up if you click the uh, tab. At, uh, I think we have it as a banner, uh, stationary banner, if you will, on the Robert Scott Bell Show website at robertscottbell.com. Yep. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, after the show today, we'll have a brief break, and then Super Don and I will be back 7 o'clock Eastern, uh, 4 p.m. Pacific for our Zoom AMA for our patron supporters. You still have time to become a patron supporter. You can pay it monthly, as little as 5 bucks a month or a whole year in advance. And today we're going to be giving away not only some uh, sponsor gifts, but this coming from my backyard, I've got an organic quality. It's not certified. I didn't go to the feds to go, hey, can you certify my, my uh, uh, what, are, what are these things called again, Superdome? Apricots. Apricots, yes. Yes. Uh, and I haven't certified, but it, obviously we don't spray here. It's all organic quality, if you will. Uh, and I've freeze-dried them to save them because there are hundreds, if not thousands of them. And I want to give some away. And so those of you who are part of the Zoom AMA, if you're domestic U.S., I can ship them to you. If you if you win the trivia 
questions, right? Super Don comes up with. Also, if you're not a patron supporter and you just like sharing the show, we appreciate you as well and want to make some uh, apricots possibly available to you from my garden. And that will be just by calling in 866-939-BELL, 866-939-2355 and leaving a message as to why you listen to or watch the Robert Scott Bell Show. Simple as that. And we'll be voting on some winners for that as well. So that's kind of cool. Ah, all right. Now, yes. Superdon, unless you've got an announcement to make, we got to go back into this drug uh, that people are using to lose weight and yes. also apparently get stomach paralysis. And the FDA has not put a warning label on it. I don't know. It's not even pulled it from the market. I'm telling you, this, this Ozempic is the gift that keeps on giving. Um, For big pharma. Yeah. I mean, we've we've gone and we've covered all of the different things, the the uh, the hair loss, the violent diarrhea, mm-hmm. the uh, Ozempic face, right, mm-hmm. where you look like the crypt keeper after yeah. you've done it for a while. Fifteen hundred bucks a month. What are people willing to do for, for vanity's sake, for losing weight's sake? I mean, this stomach paralysis, I guess you'll permanently lose weight as your stomach won't work ever. It doesn't not, work. I mean, that's what that trade. means, basically, right? You, yeah. Your digestion shuts it's down is done and i just think about you know today at the gym one of the one of the you know what we call the hot housewives the millennial housewives in their 30s i i was shocked to learn maybe i shouldn't be shocked maybe i'm just naive that a number of them every six months they get botox injections because they don't want wrinkles mm. i'm like dude how about copper how about ingesting copper rich foods or the bioactive copper hydrosol the sovereign copper and it's like well i don't know i didn't i'm like <sighs> How about, I just said, have, uh, how, about, how about just have wrinkles? Well, yeah, that's possible. Too, I mean, but, yeah, I, you know, or, you silica, know, copper, uh, essential fats. I mean, there's so many ways to age gracefully. But these people, I don't know. And I told I told some of these these girls to to watch Death Becomes Her. That that it's almost like a documentary of what's happening here. You know, it was a comedy. It's a very Goldie funny Hawn. movie, if I recall. It's yeah, been a Goldie while. Yeah, Hawn and uh, Meryl Streep. I think Bruce Willis. And it just shows you the lengths to which, you know, we'll go to for beauty for the sake of vanity. And this is what I see with the, you know, you're injecting yourself a, 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 the Botox toxin. And I, I said to this one person, because, you know, she's a member of a particular church that's heavily um, uh, in the area. And um, I said, you know, what does your word of wisdom say about in, injecting toxins as opposed to eating food uh, for good health and wrinkles? And she said, I don't know. I'm like, yeah, you know, but you're electing to, to do these things. And she was, she took it in good, the spirit with which I meant it. I mean, I, I'm not, I don't like to offend on purpose in that way, but I just, like I said, I'm trying to help people to realize there are ways that even if you're vain, you can age more gracefully. And, um, you know, taking the sovereign copper would be much superior than injecting Botox into your ring. Dude, this Ozempic thing, I'm telling you, yeah. uh, if, yeah. if it's like Ozempic and Wagovi, they're both mm-hmm. basically the same same thing yeah uh i i'd bet 100 bucks right now Mm -hmm. that down the road at some point i don't know how many years it'll take this is going to be another one of those drugs where you're going to see the commercials on tv did you take ozempic and suffer from blah 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 blah? call 1-800 yada yada you may be uh entitled to compensation yeah it's gonna happen it's gonna happen and at some point it's gonna get a black box Mm-hmm. or it's going to get pulled off the market or both. Yeah. It, and in the meantime, though, mm-hmm. billion, they've already made a gazillion dollars on this drug mm-hmm. because people are just 
flocking to get this. And then they're, they're willing to spend $1,500 plus a month. Mm-hmm. What could you do with 1500 bucks a month? You know, we, we could hire a, um, somebody to help us with social media. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm just saying that aside. Speak, speaking of which, there's another thing to reduce toxicity in your life. I want to welcome back our friends at Orange Guard Tour is uh, back on for a couple of yeah. months, just in the height of bug season. Right. So if you guys are wanting to manage in, in, in a way that's safe, not toxic, you can use delimonene, which is what God gave us. It's a distillate from the orange peel or citrus peel. And it's utilized as a pesticide safely. You can use it on organic agriculture. Uh, it's OMRI listed, I believe, as well. Uh, it is safe to use around uh, pets as well. I know that cats are not really big fans of citrus, but I, you know, we have two cats and we've used it around them without harm. We're not spraying it on them or in them. But yes, it can be utilized around animals, around kids, uh, around the kitchen cupboards and everything without toxicity. Yet the little bugs, the critters, the ants, the, the, even the fire ants can be eliminated with this. We've talked about it, but check out orangeguard.com and get it at Whole Foods. We're not big fans of Whole Foods, but hey, they got Orange Guard. Make sure you go in there and say, hey, I want some Orange Guard. And of course, all the Ace Hardwares, you can find it. They appreciate the value of the Orange Guard. It's in there and you can go direct if you need to as well. But we appreciate Tor's support as well as his commitment to the environment to not poison it. And he's, uh, he's lived that for decades now. So check out orangeguard.com. All right, let's uh, go to our guest this hour. Uh, special guest is Chad Stewart. He's born in Newport Beach, California. Uh, international award-winning best-selling author, global strategist, and uh, creativity educator. I like the sound of that. Chad founded the prestigious Britfield Institute dedicated to creativity and literacy. And Devonfield, the media empire committed to the highest quality in education, publishing, and film productions. And there's more that we're going to learn from and about Chad Stewart right now on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Chad, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. <laughs> so glad that you're here. I see the Britfield posters on there behind you looking good. And, uh, you know, for those of uh, our audience that don't know about you and what you do, it's pretty extraordinary. I'm, I'm thinking Harry Potter, but better. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's uh our, our goal in the next 10 years is actually to outsell Harry Potter, which we believe we will do, but it's the entire, entirely opposite direction of Harry Potter. Harry Potter is high-level high fiction, witchcraft, and magic. Ours is all about family, friendship, loyalty, and courage. It takes place in present time. And as kids are reading, as adults are reading, they're learning about education, uh, history, geography, art, architecture, culture. So, mm-hmm. Wonderful. I give, you, I give you the whole overview. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm no, I'm ready. I'm ready, Chad. And I, again, I appreciate this. I, I think about, uh, you know, generations of children now that have been brought into the, you know, the Harry Potter franchise. I'm not going to yeah. say here nor there. I mean, they're very entertaining uh, and, and witty the way they were written. But, uh, you know, it would be phenomenal to have a series of these books that capture the imagination of young people, much less. Uh, look, a lot of people that were old people read Harry Potter and, and enjoyed sure. it and were entertained by it. But can there be positive messages in, in the world of, uh, you know, some semblance of a reality in, in which we are contemporarily sitting, standing, running, playing, hopefully? <laughs> what, do you, what do you got in terms of how the creative juices flowed into this? Yeah, and, it, and it's interesting. We, we've got a major press release going out tomorrow about the uh, Britfield and Lost Crown film. But it's interesting because Britfield and Lost Crown is really is really kind of in, a, in an interesting category of its own. It's hard to sort of 
uh, pinpoint it, but it started, I'm originally from Newport Beach, California. I was back east, Wellesley, Massachusetts for 16 years. Mm-hmm. Did my undergraduate in uh, Brown University with British literature and European history, so double major, and uh, you can see why that fell into the books. And it was about 12 years ago that um, I was actually an investment banker. I was working for Morgan Stanley. I was sent to this really boring uh, seminar in Providence, Rhode Island on the weekend that I had to go. I think it was insurance. Mm-hmm. And uh, like so many others, I started to drift and I started to doodle. And I doodled a circle, three lines, a basket, a boy and a girl. And I wrote The Boy in the Balloon. That was kind of the working title. And I, it just hit me. I just thought, gosh, what a fun story. And I was at that point in my life, too, 12 years ago, that I just I needed to do something creative. And we're all like that. We're all born creative. And then we, got, we get kind of forced yeah, into yeah. what we end up doing. And so I went home and I just on one piece of paper, I started to outline this book about these um, two orphans, Tom and Sarah, 12 years old, takes place in present time uh, up in Yorkshire, northern England. And Tom's been at this horrible orphanage called Weatherly Orphanage for six years. And this is the year he's going to escape. But he's not going anywhere without his best friend, Sarah. And uh, once they escape, they commandeer a hot air balloon, start flying all over England. But they're relentlessly chased by the illustrious detective Gowerstone. And that was kind of the gist of it. And so I sat down not really knowing what to expect, but I ended up taking me four years and 2,500 hours to produce Britfield and the Lost Crown, book one of a seven book series. And uh, since then it's become a a national bestseller. Uh, It's actually one of the most awarded books in children's fiction, uh, winning the Parents' Choice Gold Medal, Mom's Choice Gold Medal, Literary Classic Gold Medal, International Awards. And uh, we launched book two, Britfield and the uh, Rise of the Lion a couple of years ago. It takes place in France in August, or sorry, in July. And then we uh, last year we, we launched Britfield and the Return of the Prince, which takes place in Italy at uh, 575 pages. And I'm now halfway done with Britfield and the Eastern Empire, which takes place in Europe. And I think what's great about these books is number one, it takes place in current time. There There is no heightened um, mysticism. There is no demigods. There's no superpowers. It's as authentic to real situations as it possibly can be. And I think that's why we've had thousands and thousands of children, students, kids, parents, teachers that have responded so favorably to it and just love it because they get drawn into it and they can relate to it. And that's what we're dealing with, with today's society, with the music, with the, um, with the, um, with the books. I mean, it's like an 80% gap in the entire industry for, if you will, family focused, family friendly type of encouraging, uplifting, books, literature, and movies. And so that's why we've just taken off like crazy. So um, as a child's reading it, as as an adult's reading it, they're learning about history, geography, art, architecture, and culture. And we're hitting on family, friendship, loyalty, and courage. And they're learning creativity, critical thinking, communication, and collaboration. So that's kind of a Mm. quick overview. (laughs) Well well said as well. I appreciate that. And uh, in terms of... um, the other aspect of converting books into movies, for instance, sure. uh, we've seen some quite cool innovations from independent studios, not going through the mainstream yes. of Hollywood uh, with movies, whether they be animated or not. Like, you know, the sound of freedom is a classic example of beating the big studios out on a subject. That's very difficult. That wouldn't normally draw sure. people to, to see it. And the word of mouth has been so powerful. Talk to me, yes. if you will, about your uh, development from books to movies and that form of entertainment, how are you moving forward? Because we also know it's quite expensive, even if you're doing it on a lower budget. It's not sure. a mild investment to do that. Yeah, and we've always been outside the industry. I made that choice about five, six years ago. So we built our own um, infrastructure, our own publishing house, our own media company uh, that has probably more of a, a global reach than, than most do. 
And uh, it was interesting. So uh, uh, last October, we uh, actually 18 months ago, we developed Britfield Lost Crown theatrical play, which was kind of an interesting idea. And again, too, our beachhead has always been schools and education. It's always been elementary and middle school. It's always been our beachhead, our focus. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, okay, so we're getting the books in there. And just by the way, I did a, um, I did an, I did a national tour. We kicked off everything. We launched officially in August 2019, book one. And we, we kicked off a 9,000 mile, I drove 9,000 miles, I visited 23 states, I, I presented at over 200 schools to more than 40,000 students. And uh, it was just amazing. We did it for a lot of reasons. One obviously was to launch the book, kind of a grassroots network. But I was very interested, because we do a lot of research, I've done a ton of research over the last 10 years, but I wanted to get boots on the ground, I wanted to talk to teachers, I wanted to talk to librarians, and I wanted to talk to the kids. And so I'd be sitting there after a presentation, for 45 minutes to an hour, signing anywhere from 60 to 100 books per school, which is just amazing, because that's assuming one out of two students is even reading. And um, so it was amazing, but I was just talking to them and finding out you know, what they what they think, what they like, what how much how often do they read, what are they reading? And uh, so it was a great research project. So we developed the Britfield Lost Crown theatrical play, because again, you know, we're trying to come into the educational system from a lot of different angles. And uh, with, with theater is it's like most of it, 80% of it is like is musicals. Right, and so what that does is it alienates pretty much 90% of any kid that ever wants to go out to just be in theater, right? And just because you go out to theater doesn't mean that you want to be an actor or whatever. But it's just a great experience. It's a great creative experience. Um, you know, the kids the kids get to learn lines. They get to work with other people. They learn the responsibility. They break you know they break that sort of nervousness. That's how I was when I was in fourth or fifth grade. I was terrified. I'd mm-hmm. I'd take a D if it meant I didn't have to get up in front of the class. Um, and so what we did with Britfield Lost Crown is we turned it into a theatrical play and, and uh, transitioned it. And I say all of this to answer your question because that was part of like, it was kind of an interesting way of that first step into the theatrical uh, movie. Mm-hmm. And um, it was great. We launched it last October. We piloted it uh, over four nights, huge success. Um, over 30 uh, students are involved and they're not just involved, they're involved all the way through. They, have, they all have speaking roles. And it was kind of, um, we always said it was one step removed from a movie because it's uh, it takes place in real time. It's got, it's got a great s- simple stage, but we have 20, 28 sound effects, 53 digital slides that, uh, you know, the school can project yeah. on the back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're not, you're not, you're not fiddling around with that. All of a sudden they're flying over England and you want to look at the rooftops and like, boom, these gorgeous wow. pictures. So uh, you're, you're actually yeah. providing this already as something Drinking. schools around the country can integrate into their theatric departments as well. Right now. Uh, yeah. And not requiring anybody to sing or dance yeah. as well. Right. Uh, that, this is really cool. Yeah. So that was exciting. We, we officially launched it globally uh, in, uh, this February. So, cause mm-hmm. after we presented it, it was, uh, it was like uh, 93 pages and usually a, a one page is a, is a minute for, for script. And uh, we, we were find it, cut it down to like, uh, we cut five pages out, which is a lot, right? Cause it was already tight tweaked a few scenes. What's nice about it too, is it's done in such a way that you have your main stage. And then when that scene's done and the light goes out, a light will come up on the right or the left and the scene will continue over here. And so it's a Mm. smooth transition. So there's never that sort of stop. And that we use the whole theater. Kids are walking up the aisle. They're walking around here. It's like at your Oxford college and there's students running to class. It was just, love it. it was cool. So it was totally creative. The kids were just so excited. It's interesting, um, Michelle Shoemaker, she's the director, and she was the one that mentioned it to me two years ago, and she helped me develop it. Because frankly, like I, I was trained as a scriptwriter, so this is going to lead into our conversation before I became a novelist, if you will. Mm-hmm. But what do I know about 
children's theater, you know, so, right? And um, she was amazing, but she said she's done over 80 musicals and plays, and she says it's the first time that because of Britfield Lost Crown play that it, she said it brought the students together hmm. a lot tighter, and they had to relate, they had to like rely on each nice. other a lot more. All right. But, well, um, I, want to, I want to talk yeah. to you more about this. we got to take a quick break. Our friends oh, sure. at Rideon.tv, where we simulcast on Second Hour Mondays, do a little break. But we can continue talking behind the scenes for those watching us sure. on the Robert Scott Bell Show website or various other places where we're not banned, uh, which there are a few <laughs> left. Uh, and we'll continue our discussion uh, with Chad Stewart, Britfield Institute, and uh, very exciting things for young people uh, to engage in in terms of uh, media and participation in that media. And we'll talk about the movie as well coming up after this brief break right here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. All right, we're taking a break, but we're still on for most so, of our audience as well. And Chad- Sound of really Freedom, excited. Sound of Freedom, $15 million budget so far, $148 million at the box office. Wow. $148 million. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's I think it could do I think it could do 200 million if it, if it continues. Well, it still gets word of mouth. It still gets more people yeah. and people are donating, you know, money for tickets. So people don't have to. Yeah, it's quite extraordinary. So, you know, one of the things I want to ask you about not having read the books, uh, I, I would ask, you know, about contemporary setting. We're dealing with some very unusual, perhaps um very serious issues coming out of COVID, right? That have changed yes. the world for these young people. And for those of us who've been on the planet for a long time looking, going, what the hell just happened, right? Sure, exactly. Uh, and, and, you know, incorporating some of those things, like what if they land by balloon in a country that has digital IDs and digital passports? <laughs> well, you know what's really cool? Though. No, you'll appreciate this. Uh, yeah. And I am. Um, I've been, I've been, I've been awoke or I've been awake. I've been awakened for about 12, 12 years and I've been relearning mm -hmm. history for 12 years. And so I've gone about as dark and deep in the rabbit hole, just, just out of my, my thirst for knowledge and truth. Mm -hmm. And I, I tell people I've been relearning history for 12 years. Yep. And so what's great about these books is it just naturally flows in to the writing because really what you have is you have Tom, who's an orphan, um, mm -hmm. and he suddenly finds out in book one that his parents might be alive. And there's this thing called Britfield. And it's like, what is it? And it's, it's somehow connected to his name. I don't want to give anything away, mm -hmm. but we find out that it was the actual royal, the real royal bloodline of Britain that's been mm. usurped by the Windsors and everybody else. And so it just naturally tied into it. So you you would love book two, which I mean, you'll, you'll go, I can't believe these things are out there globally. Mm -hmm. um, and then book three, I get into all of it. I get into, um, I get into wow. the, uh, the secret, the secret organizations, I, I, the committee, which is based yeah. on the committee of 300. Yeah, the um, thing is, you you don't yeah. have to make this stuff up. I don't. It's, it's all real. Yeah, you know. I don't. So you don't need witchcraft. It's all real. What's yeah. going on? So uh, yeah. again, I so appreciate Chad what you're doing, and I'm glad we finally connected on this. I'm, I'm really excited to bring this to my audience, and especially those with kids. And but it sounds like the adults will benefit as well, just like. Uh, oh yeah, it's uh, it's it's there as a sliver. Oh, it's here a we main go. Theme. Okay, great. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Those of you watching on Brideon.tv, shout out to the crew there. And uh, Mike Adams, our buddy, the Health Ranger, is appearing in every episode so far as well of uh, the Remedy um, docuseries from Ty and Charlene Bollinger. And it's just chock full of great information, empowering information. And I hope you'll be tuning in tonight, episode six. I think uh, they previewed it. It looks like I'll be talking about copper uh, technologies and copper supplementation tonight as a remedy as well, which is often overlooked. So y'all check that out. Uh, links are up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. You can sign up, watch it for free. And if you missed any episodes, usually they do the following weekend 
uh, a catch-up kind of thing, a, a free weekend. You can see every episode, but you may want to buy it and support all of our efforts to get the message of health, freedom, and healing liberty out there. And uh, Chad Stewart, my guest from the Britfield Institute, the more I'm learning about this, the creativity in the book series and, and the play and, and now, you know, uh, into the, the creative arts and movies as such. Uh, you guys check this out. Uh, if I had kids that age, I would definitely be bringing them these books. Uh, but not to say that if they're already grown up, they wouldn't appreciate it too. Those that read, because <laughs> we have, to your point, not all these young people read anymore. They've been so plugged into electronic uh, media uh, that reading is something that's, uh, if not foreign to them, repulsive to some. And I think if you can capture them in a book like that's what Harry Potter series did. It sure. captured the imagination yeah. in a way that uh, brought people back to books. I have to give uh, uh, J.K. Rowling credit for that. Uh, whether you like the witchcraft and everything in it, that's another story. But again, yeah. it sounds like what you're doing is bringing the reality of, of life in a contemporary setting. And as we were talking on the break, uh, you do acknowledge the things that are happening and have happened in a contemporary setting and don't shy away from addressing those issues as well. No, it's very cool. Uh, we, we talk about technology. We talk about AI. We talk about uh, quantum computers. We talk about um, D-Wave computers, uh, uh, book four that I'm writing right now gets into uh, digital currency and, um, and uh, social, social credit scores. We, talked, we, touch, we touch on that in three and then we build on it in four. So it's a really cool thread. It's not like heavy because it's like all about the adventure and the ex exploration and they're being chased and this and that, but it's there and it's just like, it's, it's amazing. And it's funny because 55% of our uh, reading audience are adults. Our youngest mm -hmm. readers seven, our oldest readers been 93. We've, wow. had, uh, we've had 12, 13-year-olds read book one, 384 pages in five hours. But um, that's based on my research, and I, I, I don't try to. It's not forced. It's not an agenda in any sense of the word, but it mm -hmm. fits beautifully with the storyline and comes in. And so it's like as, as children, as adults are reading this, they're not just traveling the world, you know, book mm -hmm. two in France or book three in, in Italy, and they're going to all these great places, these museums and um, cathedrals and, and Rome and Venice, and they're learning all that, and they're learning a, bit about, a little bit about a history, but they're also getting this thread of real technology. I think when book two came out, people said, what are you, prophetic? Because it was like right where we are, and I'm like, no, I just do my research, you know? So, and that's how that's how three and four have been received, too. or I'm sorry, book three, yeah. Okay, so Chad, let's let's talk about the, the movie. We, we mentioned sure. The Sound of Freedom, the amazing independent movie that sure. Disney turned away. They got rights to it for, what, a $15 million budget. They've made almost 10 times that much uh, from a gross perspective, and maybe it'll hit 200 million with the word of mouth. Uh, what kind of model are you working with in terms of producing um, a movie? I mean, the technology has advanced in a good way to make accessible sure. things that were unaffordable, except for the largest, most profitable studios in the past. So it can be done on a lower budget. But talk to me about the, the transition from book to movie. Yeah, and we're really exciting. It's 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 funny because I've had to sort of contain myself for the last eight to ten years. Um, this started, like I said, twelve years ago. We officially launched August two thousand nineteen, and and then I was really focused on the books. I was focused on the trilogy. We've been developing the movie in the background, but really, um, for the last eighteen months, we have a great production team, two producers, uh, that have been you know putting all the infrastructure work in. Uh, we actually hired a, a, an award-winning scriptwriter who actually has already produced. Uh, he's, just finishing up the second draft of what will probably be about two hours and 15 minute movie. And um, it's going to be, it's going to be phenomenal. We've already read the first draft. So uh, we're in development. Everything is in infrastructure. We're going to be transitioning into pre-production probably within the next six to eight weeks. 
and we're already um, putting together our team. So yes, we're going to be outside the studios, but we will use sort of the studios in the sense of distribution um, to get it out to all the theaters if that's the best fit. But we we don't need the studios, and so it will be done independently. But it will be done with the, the highest quality of any production. Um, we'll be using. We have a couple of directors that we really want, but we'll see. And uh, but we'll have we'll have you know A-list actors. We'll have everybody from Hollywood, but it'll be an independent project. And so what would normally be about a hundred to twenty million dollar movie, for if you lost crown, if you go studio, uh, we'll probably do right around forty million dollars. And we're wow. anticipating that the first Britfield movie will be one of the highest grossing films in cinematic history. So um, I've stated that before. I'm stating it on your show. Uh, watch. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a landslide Titanic moment. I think you we're going to. Yeah, you got uh, a built in audience, as you said. And I, I look back at the Harry Potter series in terms of how that manifested. I mean, you have people all over the world en engulfing and devouring sure. these books. Uh, and, and with the Britfield, uh, I, did you mention how many books have been sold so far in the series? Uh, no, I haven't. But um, okay. everything we've done really in the last four and a half years uh, since its launch has been what, what I would consider a soft launch. Mm -hmm. And um, we're just now transitioning into a, a global launch. We're just about to sign a deal with a major uh, book distributor internationally and globally. Um, I've got a wonderful literary agent. We, we sold our first um, international rights to Poland last year. So it's book one and book two is already published in Polish mm -hmm. and record sales for book one, as I had anticipated. Um, what's great about the book real series is it's, it really is a global book. It's not, it's not kind of a U.S. book. It's not a, you know, an American book. It's, it's a global book because it hits on all those things about, you know, um, coming over, you know, overcoming fears, uh, courage, you know, um, David and Goliath type of story, triumph over tragedy, the little guy fighting the big system. Um, and it just relates across all demographics. And mm -hmm. so we've got interest from a um, huge publishing company in South Korea, Japan, um, uh, parts of uh, Eastern Europe. We've got um, England, France, Italy, Spain, Brazil, Mexico. Uh, these are all from the, the book fairs. We've got the Frankfurt Book Fair coming up in October. So, you know, within the next three, four years, you'll probably see Britfield in, in 30 to 50 different languages and and that will that will extend it. So but I think I think what makes it so great is it's the story. It's relatable. There's nothing else out there. And kids and parents are just starving for just mm -hmm. good content. And the, the, the other stuff just isn't working and they're getting tired of it and, and they're getting sick of it. And um, I think even something like Tom, Tom Cruise's Top Gun Maverick was a big indication for us that that was released last May uh, on a $175 million budget that did $1.5 billion worldwide. And one of my best friends went to see it 10 times. When's the last time he's seen a movie 10 times? And it just showed that it's just like, you know, it's just a good film. It had a family quality to it. They weren't trying to push anything. And it was just good family entertainment. And finally, you know, they, parents had something to take their kids to. Grand, grandparents had something to take their grandkids to. And I think Britfield will be that. I think kids will come back and see it over and over and over again. Just like I was at night, when, I, when Star Wars came out in 1977. Yeah, you and me both. We saw. I was captivated. Yeah, we were. captivated. Chad, uh, I want to, you know, as we're wrapping up here with you, the the issue of creativity, the Britfield yep. Institute. Um, I think one of the greatest gifts, uh, besides life itself and choice or agency, God gives us is is creative Im imagination. And of course, it's drummed out of young people because you have to fit into the world. And I'm thinking, my gosh, if this was a gift from God, why would we want to drum it out of children? Why wouldn't we want to maintain and, and, and nourish creativity? And is that something regarding 
why it's called the Institute? Is it, is it like people come here to learn creativity, to open back up to creativity beyond the books and the films and things we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, we have, we have separate companies. And one is obviously uh, Devonfield Publishing. That's behind the whole Britfield series, the movement. We're actually developing a board game right now. We've got two television programs in development also. And then there's the Britfield Institute, which is our sort of nonprofit. And our focus for that is to, is specifically elementary middle schools and even more specifically title one schools and we're trying to bring creativity back into the classroom so a lot of what i did with that tour was almost like a test although that was a lot of work 40,000 students 200 schools because i wouldn't i'd come in there as an award-winning author we talk a little bit about britfield but i really talked about the importance of creativity and having an idea and i would tell them my story you know with my idea and that it took me 10 years of hard work dedication commitment failure rejection until we finally launched in August 2019 because I believed in it and I stuck with it. And we do like a, we do, we have some great stories about creativity. We talk a little bit about Star Wars. George Lucas's script was rejected by Hollywood and every director and production company out there said, it's a silly film, nobody's interested in it. Then it goes on to be the fourth highest grossing film in, in history, uh, mm -hmm. domestically, if, if yeah. adjusted. Uh, you know, and then, and then Pixar. Pixar came out and they said, that, hey, we wanted to, um, we want to use technology to to make movies versus Disney, you know, Disney kind of, you know, you had all the the artists and the hundreds and thousands. And he, they were laughed out of Hollywood. It took them 10 years, 10 years from forming their company until they launched um, Toy Story, you know, 10 years. And so we use these stories. We use things that they can relate to. We talk about the importance of having an idea, the importance of creativity. We do a, a mini little um, writing workshop. We look at films like Star Wars and I say, what can we learn as a writer from Star Wars? What makes it so powerful? I said, it doesn't matter if you like sci-fi. It doesn't matter if you, if you like science fiction. You know what I mean? But number one, it's an original script. Number two, it's got great action. It's funny. It's got humor. It's got great characters. So we just break it down like that. And here's a little 13, I mean, sorry, 11, 12, 13-year-olds. And I hold the audience, three, 400 students captivated for 50 minutes. You can hear a pin drop. Not kidding. Um, and then we get into Q&A section and just hands are flying and kids that never ask questions, ask them. And so we're getting them involved. We're giving them positive reinforcement. Hey, it's a great question. I never thought of that. Um, and that's just one thing that we we're doing. Now we've been doing the virtual author visit. We also do virtual classes through the Institute. We offer writing workshops, entrepreneur workshops, marketing workshops. So kids of 12 to 13 can, can have an idea and take a pick an idea into a product. Uh, can have an idea for a marketing campaign. I mean, we do all this, these different um, things. Yeah. Is this very expensive for parents that want to get their kids involved that have creative? No, no. I mean, it's, the, the institute it's 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 all covered, so we don't we don't charge schools, especially Title One schools. We just come in and we do it, and so it's really funded from from our efforts. It's been funded by me, <laughs> frankly, nice. which is fine. Oh, I don't yeah. mind doing it. So yeah. So a quick question is, again, yeah. I, I love talking to you because the subject matter is just so much fun and different in, in a lot of sense from all the uh you know unfortunate things yes. we have to cover as well um star wars after the initial uh three uh movies uh what would you say happened i i think they lost some of the mystical elements of the the journey you know the heroes their mojo like that they, they yeah they, it I, became more of a a formula than that capturing this just dynamic uh relationship to something more greater than that many great stories have as uh, you know the, the starting beginning and ending points and uh i just uh, you know uh, they've been disappointing and i think maybe it's just me you know, or us when we were that age and we went in for the first time and we're just blown away by the story away. and yeah. uh yet i just i don't know that it's captured you know recaptured like the young people today the same way we experienced it 
Yeah, I thought the Force Awakened, like like like. So there was you know Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. Fantastic. It's always interesting to see you know which of those three is your favorite. A lot of people loved Empire Strikes Back, right? A lot darker, deeper. I loved Star Wars just because it was just amazing. It was so much fun. And I'll sit there and say, what you know, what does Britfield Lost Crown have to do with Star Wars? And I'd say on the surface, absolutely nothing, right? Of course not. But on the other side, absolutely everything. Because everything that I was inspired from the movie mm -hmm. Star Wars, I put in to Britfield and Lost Crown. And I always felt that uh, Britfield and the Rise of the Lion, book two, was my Empire Strikes Back. You know, gets a little darker, gets a little deeper. They're now 13. They're now in France. And then and then I always kind of feel that book book three, Britfield Return of the uh, the Prince is like uh, Return of the Jedi. But I did mm -hmm. think J.J. Abrams came back and did a great job with The Force Awakens. I thought he brought back a little bit of that that fun, right, mm -hmm. and that excitement. So I, I did like that. I, I didn't like the next three after um, Return of the Jedi. I don't I don't even own them. You know? Yeah. So um, – but I don't know. It's hard. It's but I do think it is amazing. I mean, um, Star Wars is a sixty-four billion. No, I'm sorry, sixty-seven billion-dollar franchise. Wow. Sixty-seven yeah. billion-dollar franchise, all starting with an idea, with a story, with a script that nobody wanted and no one was interested in. And I also think it's interesting. Fifty years later, what are we doing? Still talking about Star Wars. Yeah. Unbelievable. A couple of years ago, I remember when like The Force Awakens came out and I'm like in one of these little convenience stores and I saw the Star Wars lunch pail. And I'm like, my gosh, that's like nothing's changed. That's how it was when I was 12 years old. Mm -hmm. So, um, but no, we're uh, we're excited about, about creativity. That's our main driver. Um, everything that we do here at Fairfield is about creativity, bring creativity back in the classroom. We want to inspire kids. If we have time, we can talk a little bit about education and the homeschool movement. I know that's a big, big topic. We're we're huge homeschool supporters. So, yeah, well, let's wrap it up there. Is there a link specific on the homeschool thing? Because we do have a lot of folks in this audience that are homeschooling or investigating it would like to. Uh, so what support do you have for them? Yeah, I think the um, the Britfield website, you know, Britfield.com is a great starting point. Uh, we have uh, if you're reading the book, we have over 400 pictures of England, interactive maps, 100 pages worth of information. Um, and we also have a study guide. We have an 83-page study guide based on national standards, so you can teach Britfield, you know, in the classroom or to the homeschool group. We're, we're already in hundreds of schools being taught. We're already in thousands of schools across the nation, which is exciting. Now, with the Institute, if you go to the BritfieldInstitute.org and you go to resources, we have a lot of free resources. We actually have the study guide uh, there. Yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm. uh, and so someone can go down there. We've got, we've got some really fun stuff. Uh, 31 ideas to make a classroom more creative. Hmm. We've got um, uh, a couple of sample chapters. We've got printable quotes. We got, I think we have over 50 really cool creative quotes with these beautiful pictures. You could just pull it up, grab a picture, print it, put it up on the wall. Uh, we've got creative games. And, um, and we also have the uh, creative kit. We've got a, uh, the book club. I'm reading it myself. Mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> and we've yeah. also got the, the study guide, I think, is there. Yeah, there's the AV study guide. So it's a $30. We sell it $30, but we, we offer it to teachers for free. So you can go there. You can nice. download it as a PDF and start teaching it. You know, So that's a great starting point. Chad, uh, totally stoked to connect with you. Uh, and uh, I know this journey has been on for a while. I'm, you know, I'm so sorry we found it this late in the game. But at the same oh, time, right. as you said, you're now just doing some major bigger outreach. So I feel like, OK, yeah. maybe we're not so late. It's timely uh, with all the things you have accessible for folks. And uh, love to talk with you again as things evolve and what you're doing, because, dude, I just see that the future of these kids that have become lost 
uh, no. comes back to some of the elements that you've discussed, whether it be in the books or the, you know, the very issue of creativity and then giving them the skill set or, you know, the tools that they can tap into that, because I think it's part of the, the nature of every human being, especially kids it is. Uh, before they become, you know, broken down by some things that uh, parents inadvertently break them down because they just, they didn't really step back and think, wow, is this, I'm doing this just because everybody else did it for how many generations? Maybe we can uh, do it a little bit differently. Uh, so yeah, creativity is at the core of everything. Um, we're in a creativity crisis, have been for the last 30 years, and yet creativity, honestly, is the number one most desired skill across the nation and across globally, um, and desired in all companies. And so, but unfortunately, a lot of the schools have taught creativity out of students and stuff. And uh, just a, as a yeah. closing note, there was an interesting mm -hmm. study done decades ago by George Land. He developed a creativity test for NASA, and uh, the idea was, you know, you had these astronauts, quote unquote, astronauts that, um, uh, you know, had engineering and, and analytical skills, but they needed to be very creative. They needed to think think outside the box. They needed to be able to, to uh, look at things from a different angle. So he developed this test. He took the same test into the educational system and started testing thousands of kids over a certain amount of time. He tested five-year-olds, and they were scoring 98%. So basically, uh, 98 out of 100 five-year-olds were little geniuses, as we all are, creative, fun. He tested that same group at 10, and that score dropped all the way down to 30%. And, he, mm -hmm. and then he, he tested the um, kids at 15 years old, and it dropped down to 12%. So it went from five years old, 98% right. genius, creative, brilliant, anything's possible, mind looking at things from a different angle, 15 and all the way down to 12%. So um, we do a lot of that kind of research and stuff. So we understand, if you will, what's out there. And that's why we're, I just love the, the homeschool movement. It's gone from 5 million to 15 million over the last three years, and it's growing. And yeah. from my experience, the best, the best kids that I've, I've met, uh, not, not, not top private schools, they're the homeschoolers. Yeah. They're, they're smart, they're well-rounded, uh, they're grounded, they have great questions, um, they're inquisitive, and they're, they're way ahead yeah, <laughs> for 12-year-olds. Right? Yeah. Chad, well, look forward to meeting you maybe in person at some event sometime, somewhere. Be awesome. Yeah. Uh, I know I've got the Cancer Control Society event uh, Labor Day weekend in, uh, uh, where is it? Uh, Glendale, Glendale Hilton in Glendale, oh, California, okay, outside of L.A., uh, as far as close to that area. But uh, otherwise, like I said, I greatly appreciate what you're doing. I'm glad we could introduce it to the Robert Chad Bell Show audience it. today. Yeah. yeah, send me, a, if you don't mind, send me a mailing address to your studio. I'll make sure you get you get um, a nice little Britfield uh, care package. With oh, books man, be honored fun. to showcase yeah. it in the studio as well, Chad. Chad okay. Stewart, Britfield Institute. Check them out and uh, send your kids there especially. But you adults, parents, grandparents can benefit as well, definitely. Sure. Tapping back into the creativity, that's one of the gifts from God itself. And so, uh, again, Amen. thank you, Chad Stewart. Appreciate thank that you, very much. All right. All right. Well, this is the fun I get to, to have uh, – you know, meeting new folks, doing extraordinary things on this planet at this time in this lifetime. And, you know, we do acknowledge that there's a lot of challenges that we're all undergoing at this time. But I think uh, they're designed, if you will, to get us back to being creative, tapping into that creativity that helps us navigate life. I certainly um, found that uh, thinking outside the box, which is, I know, become a trite statement. You kind of get the concept, but not everybody does it. You get stuck in these boxes and then how do you get out? Well, creativity, creative imagination, uh, where everything is possible and nothing is impossible. That's a good place and space to be, don't you think? I think anyway. So don't eat the borax. I don't know if this is the next Tide Pod challenge or what's going on here, Super Don, as we got a few more minutes here. And again, 
if you guys want to win some apricots from my garden, freeze-dried, please join us on our Zoom AMA today after the show, uh, 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Uh, And we do this once a month for our patron uh, supporters. And it's a little five bucks a month or a whole year in advance or whatever level you, you support. We love it and appreciate it. And we get to give you stuff, too, as a thank you. Oftentimes more than you give. And it's not me complaining. I'm grateful that I can do that, especially with those that support us. Uh, folks, if you want to uh, just call in to the toll-free number and let us know why you listen to the Robert Scott Bell Show or watch it, it's 866-939-2355, 866-939-BELL. And uh, we'll... If you're eligible because it's a complete mystery to us why do you listen to the why do you listen we, you know, I like just, we just don't it understand it could be because of super don and i appreciate <laughs> that very much but we want to hear i want to know no. it's been a while since we've done that so and you could be eligible to win some uh some apricots as well some dried yeah. apricots. so anyway that's fun to be able to give stuff away give back and say it is you. i've got some some uh, some of the small bottles of the copper too that i'll give away oh right, right. As well. so we get some sovereign copper giveaways from super yep. don his stash that's awesome Wow. Indeed. So Borax, you, you, you're familiar with Borax, the 20 mule power Borax laundry agent. booster detergent yeah. enhancer stuff that you put in there when you really got to try and get something clean. Got Been around clean. forever, right? Mm-hmm. My parents used it. Yeah. I think probably my grandparents used it. Did they eat it? Well, you know that thing called TikTok? Yes. I'm not going to play the whole thing, but here, here's the video that started this thing uh, over on TikTok. So I couldn't fit my response in the comments, so I just figured I'd make you a video. So what borax is, is a compound of four things, boron, oxygen, hydrogen, and water. And I don't know the scientific terms, but whatever those four things together do, they do it very well, and they do it better than just straight boron. Like taking uh, stains out of your clothes, you know, just like that. But apparently, that there's something else she has in mind here. There's a lot of people out there that think that the combo is laundry detergent and it's uh, you know, it, it's toxic for you, but it's not. It's really just those four things, and it's been around since 1891. It's the same formula. The company is um, family owned and operated. And if you watch some of the videos I have posted, I have over 40 videos about borax posted. That's how much I. Uh, just love this stuff. I've been using it for two years. Um, it's changed my health. It's changed oh. hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people's lives. Hundreds literally. and hundreds of thousands. Um, if you go to my page and you look at my Borax playlist, you will see over 40 videos, and it tells you the history of Borax, why it's in the laundry aisle, which you can thank the Rockefellers for that one, hmm. um, and the dosage, all the, all of the stuff. But So as you, as you might gather there, this goes on for a few minutes. She's not talking about using it to clean things. She's talking about drinking it. Right, right. And she goes on to talk about it. It just cures everything. Mm-hmm. Inflammation and arthritis and hormones and libido and yada, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's created quite a, a stir on uh, TikTok and right. in the news uh, because they're comparing this to the Tide Pod Challenge. Right. Um, saying that it's, it's not safe. Yeah, you, you, don't, you don't drink borax. One well, of the things that she highlights is that it has boron in it. Boron yes, right. is a is a trace mineral. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm thinking, well, why don't you just take some boron in, in some some supplement way rather sure. than going, uh, you know, moving the Ajax out of the way so you can get to the borax and 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 take that home and and, and drink it. What what are your thoughts right. on that? Well, I think uh, for the uh, 
fractions of a penny on the dollar is probably the cheapest way you can get borax boron in you. Uh, however, uh, as we uh, as see, there are other other supplemental forms of uh, boron that aren't the I guess what they call it sodium borate that they used here. I, I think about the uh, chelated minerals that are often used in dietary supplements, and I don't think they're the ideal state. They're certainly better than certain states. But to uh, find out a way to get it through a food matrix or something like through fulvic acid and uh, humic acid, the uh, missing link that we get from Jonathan at ChooseToBeHealthy.com, I believe that's a natural source of, of boron as well. Uh, so you can save the uh, borax for cleaning and you can have a little <laughs> bit of the... Uh, You're being very <laughs> nice here. Link. Look, Had you heard but, of this before? Is this new yes. to you? Yeah, this no, is new to me, too. Now, the way she's talking about it, it's like hundreds and hundreds of millions and yeah. billions of people have have it's changed their lives. I'd never yeah. heard of this before. Is this and I, I'm curious if anybody else has, because, yeah. you know, she talks about like it's some kind of like like I, uh, I don't think it's alternative therapy of some yeah. sort. I don't think it's as bad in any way close to the. Um, tide pod channel. well tide yeah, yeah that's not a not a, a real equal analogy yeah. but. but yeah i mean they're trying to tie it into it to some some degree but yes um people have been consuming borax and you know it, it, it's not and it's not meant to be ingested so that's another thing it's like are there other contaminants in it because it's used you know because of cleaning it's agent. not food grade so, i mean it's something yeah. that was manufactured for putting in the washing right. machine yeah so I don't know. We Have you checked Poison Control Center for any real stats versus like maybe this is a little bit of propaganda? I might at this yeah. point. Like I said, this is my first time of bringing it up. And uh, oh, look at that. Lori says my husband drank a little bit every day yeah. uh, for years and his clothes were super white. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't say that. Sorry. No. Say that. By the way, okay, maybe last, there's something to it. Last day uh, for the Christmas and July bundle deals for those of you listening or watching live July 31st, 2023 for Nutritional Frontiers. They've got the barbecue buster, chill out, flat abs, fresh air, focus food, uh, all kinds of awesome combos that you can get. In, in addition to their sale, use the code RSB15 and you get an additional 15% off because you're part of the Robert Scapel Show. All and right. That, well, yep. Power to Heal is yours. Bonus round next. We'll be back. Well, okay. I stand corrected here. Yes. Why? Apparently, mm -hmm. this is a thing. Now, I, I'm, I'm very disappointed that nobody has brought... Listen, we've been doing this show for how long? Mm -hmm. There are people in the audience that, that, you, that take borax. Steve yep. takes a quarter of a teaspoon of borax daily mixed in his cardio miracle. How about that? So he says it's great for bones, hormones, and brains. How come nobody's ever said anything about this until now? I mean, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. I haven't had one person. Uh, you recall ever anybody asking about borax? Yes, uh, but again, it's it's. What do you mean? Yes, when? I don't know when. I mean, I've been doing this for twenty four years. Yes, borax. And you've heard about borax. borax? Yes, that's new yes. to me. Okay, yeah. but it's it's like anything. I can't do everything and and acknowledge and and you know there are areas that I have expertise in. There are areas where I don't, and I defer to others, and that's okay. Uh, and on the borax, would issue, you take I've, borax? 
I, I would, I would, I mean, I know that it, it can be done safely. And so it's not a, a issue for me. But again, as I said, knowing that, that I have just access, sounds crazy to me, but well, I just don't know. It sounds crazy, but you haven't investigated, but the boron is available via other mechanisms. So right. other means, so it is. See, now if somebody said to me, boron is good for you, yeah. which, you know, whatever, it's a trace mineral, you yeah, know, trace element. I'm a, a trace element. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm assuming that in the, in the stuff that we do take, yeah. Uh, that we talk about here on the show, we're probably getting the boron, right? Well, if you're if you're doing missing link, you, de- you definitely are. Yeah. Right. That guy right there. Yeah, the missing link. You get that from Jonathan at choosetobehealthy.com dot com, and uh, use the code RSB five when you check out. Yep. It says boron on there. Yeah. So I don't know. That's new new to me, but right now it's being lambasted in a huge way. Yeah. Online, which you would expect. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, I don't know. I get it. it you know, you can buy borax at the, at the store. It's I've got, some, dude, I've got some in my laundry room right now. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. You know, it's whenever you've got some, like, like something serious that, you know, mm-hmm. stinky or dirty or something like that. You know, you throw the laundry detergent in there and you sprinkle some borax with it. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it works really good at getting the stains out and stuff. But yep, yep. Um, I, I don't know me personally. It's like, if, if, if somebody said, Hey, listen, boron really helps you feel better. And it, it's, mm-hmm. then I would go and find a source of boron that is manufactured, uh, specifically for, specifically ingestion? for ingestion rather yeah, than taking a pinch of borax. That's reasonable. You know, I, that's just my, me personally. Oh. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Especially so, anyway. out here. so how'd we do on the, you know, the chaos that, I live in today because my computer didn't boot Dude, up. Dude, yeah, didn't miss a no beat. Time. It's, uh, yeah. I wasn't as schooled in the stories, but again, they weren't that complicated. Nah, today. it worked. The guests were great. Really great guests today. Um, by the way, I see a message from Bob Ree Oren, our friend from Folium. Mm-hmm. Remember we had the question of the day from Heidi on cancer from her friend, I think? Yeah. And he says, please tell Heidi that we are willing to contribute complimentary folium products as long as the doctors will be willing to administer as the protocol calls. So um, that's a nice thing that Bobri does when people are in, you know, real trouble and they need help. And he wants to, you know, if they're willing to do these things to help them, he, he's really invested in that. So uh, Heidi, if you're still listening, reach out to Bobri. And I think, and I mentioned that in terms of what I would want to see done, anybody on a cancer protocol or therapy not that Bobri can claim it's a cure for cancer because, you know, we don't have freedom of speech in that realm. But I'm not selling the product, so I can spe- speak a little more frankly, so to speak, or directly on these issues. And uh, I would not want to be without Folium uh, in those situations. So I hope you all check it out, foliumpx.com. Use the code RSB10 to get 10% off. I was mentioning the uh, last day of the bundles that are uh, Christmas in, in July kind of thing uh, for Nutritional Frontiers. Use the code RSB15. Get on the horn right away, though, because it's going to expire today. We'll see what's the, the new stuff. I think tomorrow, do, are we scheduled with Jamie Dorley and the gang at Nutritional Frontier? They are on the calendar. Okay, cool. Yes, yeah. sir. Steve says, Borax is super antiarthritis. See the video by above by Dr. Jorge Fleishas. I don't know how to say that last name, but he, he linked it. See, and I got to look into this now. Yeah. I yeah. just, I, you know. Yeah. It, I, I went into this today with the holy cow! Can you believe people are drinking borax? To now, it's like, okay, fine. <laughs> I will dive into it and find out where's the science on this because that's important. Yes. 
But will you is... do the borax enema? No, I will on not. On paper, on paper. I will not. Homeopathically on paper. I will not. <laughs> now, Drano, maybe, but not. Oh, come uh, on, no Drano. Don't no even Drano. mess with that. That's that. Roto Rooter. Yeah, good lord, you don't That's that the out. name. Uh huh. Flush your <sighs> troubles down the drain. You know too many of those things. Jingles, man. Yeah. All right. So let's see what do we got going. Holy cow! Look at Marge on on uh, Rumble. Rumble. Today? Look at What's this. On, All man? right. Uh. March. Hey, you know what? March says she would not drink it. Okay. Hey, I found I found one person to agree with me. All right, March. Before she ran out the door to watch Kate Daly. Right. Y'all are um, so not adventurous. Once I found out uh, that Coke removed rust, I quit drinking it. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would still not do it. Wait. You use vinegar to eat and clean with. Whoops. Yeah, but that's different. <laughs> She's having a conversation with herself. Good yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Very she was great. asking what time the AMA is there. So I'm assuming you're going to be there, right? 7 March? o'clock Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Is Kate Daly on at 4 p.m. Pacific time? You could still sign up, become patron supporters, and we've got some really great giveaways today. And that includes some people will win my apricots. And I did a video. Did you, now, where did it go? The video went on to Instagram and you. No, not YouTube. Or did you like uh, that? Did you, did you like the post? I think that was great. Was it very that nice? Really, I thought it was great. How did you uh, do that? Chat GPT. Beautifully. Chat GPT did that? Oh, dude, it's awesome for doing like uh, creating social uh, media so posts. So, what did you just stuff? say? Please help me make a post? Or how yeah, it? just gave it all the all the details and it put it all together with the little emojis and the whole deal. And I just added the video and put it up there. Dude, I wow. use it every day. And you know, here's the thing: I, I understand people are wary. Yeah. About AI. Okay. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not playing with Terminators uh, yeah. in the basement. Um, right. I'm using a language model, which is what ChatGPT is, and I'm using it for good purposes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so, yeah, and I'll, I'll unveil some of that. I'm, I'm trying to come up with some creative ideas on how I can use it for things that mm-hmm. would were, are positive. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I kind of use it almost on a daily basis mm-hmm. for various things. But social media posts works great. Yeah. Kathy in our chat room at robertchatbell.com says her naturopath has her drinking borax. She swears by the stuff. You see, I mean, I, I'm like super disappointed that people have not said anything until now. Steven says he brushes his teeth and, with, with borax? And borax. And borax. And borax, yeah. Who knew? I had no idea it was so popular. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, I, I don't know. How about that? Yeah. It is wild that it's August tomorrow for those that are watching live today crazy you feeling kind of mellow right now well i i am i mean i'm I'm almost just a little overwhelmed being i'm trying alone. to get you riled up it's not working no me and the cats don't get too riled up i'm just trying to keep <laughs> up with stuff i mean you know i'm uh, like I'm, I'm grateful for scott and deb and their daughter sierra coming to help me pick apricots so they don't go to waste because there are hundreds no. and hundreds and um there's still more coming and I just, like I said, I started. I picked my second of, cucumber yesterday. Yesterday? Oh, did I show? Did I send you the picture of two cucumbers and some tomatoes? No. I didn't really. They were hiding. Absolutely, they were hiding yesterday. Don't you love and, those? I run across those oh every once gosh. in a while, where it's like you think there's nothing ready, nothing in there, and then there suddenly under a leaf, you suddenly find something. Oh my gosh! 
It's yeah. amazing. Let me see if I can find the uh, picture. So we've had two yesterday. cucumbers so far. we got several that are coming. My mom, yeah. my wife took the one cucumber that we had and some of the tomatoes and put some Italian dressing in it and mixed it up and stuff, and that was good. Where did the, it, where uh, did it come the cantaloupes are coming along nicely. Those are getting really big. Yeah, we've got some uh, some melons. we got some watermelons coming, uh, which is really great. Let me just see. I think. Here's an interesting dilemma. Mm-hmm. When I planted my watermelon plant, I don't know how it happened, whether it yeah. was in the soil or it came from the nursery that way, mm-hmm. but a dandelion grew right out of the middle of the watermelon plant. Like, I mean, literally like bullseye right wow. out of the middle of it. And I believe it choked out <laughs> the watermelon <laughs> And so it's like the dandelion's like, ha ha, here I am. And the watermelon hasn't done anything. I think it, it like it killed the it killed the watermelon. So it's like, I know you're a big fan of dandelions. Yes. So, I mean, what am I supposed to do in that situation? I don't know that you can. Should I be angry at the dandelion because it killed the watermelon or? I don't think so. What am I supposed to do? Is that like a. Okay. I found the, the cucumbers and the tomatoes. So I'm going to send it to you, see if it comes through. Uh, one of them looks like backlit, so it looks like the sun is shining through my head. It's kind of weird. Let's see if I can get this to you, the other one. Come on. Sometimes they come through and sometimes they don't. All right. Let's see. I'll save that. All right. There you are. There it is. See how the sun just took off part of my head? Yeah, look at that. I think that's a different kind of the, the cucumbers that I've got are more of the pickling kind. Mm-hmm. So they're they're shaped a little bit differently, and they've got like all the the little pokey things that come out of the sides of them. Yeah. All right, I'm going to send you a better picture of it right now, if I can. There it is. Boom. And there, sending now. Done. All right, th- this will be a better shot. You can see it. But, yeah, they, I mean, look how big it is. It, the two of them are pretty big, but they're both hiding. I just, like, lifted a leaf. I was like, whoa, where did those come from? Yeah, Even those are My cool. wife didn't see it. Nope. But, uh, yeah. Yep. So a different yeah. kind of cucumber than what I've got. Some of the blackberries have gone ripe, so I'm, I'm having delicious. Every time I go out to the garden, I can eat some blackberries and raspberries, which is nice. And the broccoli, I had a head of broccoli, but it's already flowered. I'm just eating it right off the plant, just putting it right in my mouth. Is it growing like normal broccoli this Yeah, time? this time it did. I grew a stalk of broccoli, but because it's been so crazy with the travel, and every, eh, I didn't catch it in time. It's starting to flower, but I'm just grabbing it and eating it off the plant directly. It's lovely. It's lovely. Lovely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Mom says I seem to be very mellow. You are. Yeah, I am mellow today. I am. I'm just like... You know, what am I going to do? Fight everything? I can't. It's just too much. Uh, and, and I got to figure out what's going on with the, 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 sh- the show computer, why it wouldn't boot up today. I'm um, hoping we can get that resolved. Otherwise, I'll be doing the AMA on this computer, which is fine. I've done that before. And uh, we'll see. That, again, comes up today, 7 o'clock, uh, 5 o'clock uh, Mountain, 4 o'clock uh, Pacific. All right, what else you got? For That's me? my cucumber there. Dude, that's a classic, man. Right? You can pickle that's, that. That's like a pickling cucumber right that's there. A, that is, exactly. Those are yeah. awesome. Yeah. So I, didn't, I don't think we planted those. But, oh, my gosh. <sighs> All right. Now that we've shown everybody our cucumbers, mm-hmm. 
What do you guys got? Now, how are, uh, uh, how are we going to play or decide, like, the people that are calling in and saying how, why they listen to or watch the show? I'll do like I've done before. I'll just, okay. I'll just, uh, we'll put them all. Well, actually, I think what we'll do, because mm-hmm. I, just for our own vanity, mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll play them all. Okay. I think it would be kind of fun to, to play them all and hear what everybody had to say. And then we'll uh, spin a wheel and pick yeah. some winners. And we'll do that. When are we going to do that exactly? How's our Friday looking? Is it enough time to, between now and Friday to do this? We have Senator Retired Mike, uh, let's see, Mor- Morell, Mike Morell. Mike Morell. And then do we have... Uh, Bolden. Bolden coming up. We'll do we it during could, the Bolden hour. He could probably have fun Bolden. with that. Yeah, We could have fun with that. And maybe, yeah. if, maybe if Michael calls in and does it, that would be great. Or he could just say it live on the air. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Huh? Well, he could, he's eligible. He would be eligible. He would be. Some, some uh, yep. apricots. Yes, sir. So, yeah, we'll do that on Friday then. So you've got, everybody's got, what, four days left? Yeah. To uh, call so. in? Let's do that. That's a good enough time. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that's all I have got. Let's see. Oh, made, uh, Marge says chow. Chow, chow, chow. Uh, chow yes, now. see you then. Do not okay. make fun of Kate. Watch. I'm not making fun of Kate. No, why would we make fun of Kate? I was really, I, I mean, I was, I was just giving you a hard time. We're actually making fun of Marge because she loves Kate so much that she would leave. She know, would leave. I know. Us, Sorry. Got to go. Kate's <laughs> right. That's all it is. Not not making fun of Kate. Yeah. Those women sticking together. Right. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. So anyway, that's all I've got. Um, so let's go ahead and take a break. We'll be back here in a couple hours. Or not yeah. here. But on Zoom for yeah. the AMA for people. I did put who, the invitation out, right? So it's up there for. Yeah, people. and it's it's okay. posted. It's okay, posted. Cool. So and, we'll look forward to seeing you all there and uh, giving away some good stuff and answering questions, asking you guys questions as well. And um, I've got lots of calls to make between now and that. So I've got work to do as well, catching up stuff. So eventually I have to figure out what's going on with the computer. So send some good. So, data. yeah. But, yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah. See if there's any troubleshooting that we can do on that because you got to have a computer. Yeah. I mean, we did okay on the backup, but uh, I like to do stand-up um, media. This is a solid like backup. Down. I mean, if you have yeah. to use this, you can. Yeah. The thing is, I think part of the mellow is me sitting down. When I'm standing uh, up, the energy's different. Gotcha. That's why All I right. like to do stand-up media. All right. Yeah. So, well, could be that, too. Stand up and walk around. And, yes, I miss my wife and my daughter, and they're out there until, well, they'll come back Thursday night really late, and uh, I'll be back in. I might even eat at that point. But Friday I'm fasting, so I better figure out how to feed myself. This is just, it's not good. good. (laughs) You got to do something other than walk in the door and say, I'm home. Yeah. (laughs) Where's my dinner? No, but you realize how much, how much is facilitated. And I've, you know, listen, there's no question I love my wife and I appreciate her. At the same time, you know, she sometimes will get down on herself and like, I don't do anything. I'm like, honey, you do the most important job. Yep. Uh, ra- raising these kids and now, of course, almost out of the door, but um, facilitating me to be able to do this. I mean, if I have to do all the things that she does, I couldn't do a show. I could barely right. show up. I could barely show up for the show as it is on yep. my own, as you see. Uh, but uh, things would, would be just total chaos here. And on top of that, trying to keep up with the apricots. So there you go. That's it. The unusual time that it is. All right. So, y'all, thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing the show. 
Uh, if you want, if you can consider becoming a patron, do it now because you can join us at uh, seven o'clock Eastern, four p.m. Yep. Pacific. If you if you run over to the website right now, you're interested in being a part of the AMA and and uh, being a part of the giveaway. We do them every time. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the first time I think you've given away something out of your garden, though. That's a that's a new one. Yeah, I don't think we've done that before. But you've got time. You just run over to the website, click on the Patreon banner, and uh, you get signed up. And once you're signed up, you have access and in there. And for for the other people that are wondering how to connect, if you're not sure, it's the most recent post on Patreon has all the information on there. And we look forward to seeing you. All right. I got to get some trivia questions together now. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. All right, y'all. Thanks. See you soon. And uh, if not, then less than 22 hours from now on the next live edition of the Robert Scott Bell Show. All right. See you later.